Channel 4 Studios in Dallas and Fort Worth. This is News 4 Texas at 6. Well, the people in Minnesota sure feel like they've been victims of crime. We have stolen their hockey team. Hello and welcome to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. This podcast will go into detail the Norm Green curse and Minnesota sports failures since 1992. Let's get to the episode. Welcome back to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. I am your host, Jay Rhodes. Once again, joined by my co-host, Froze. Froze, what's going on, man? Hey, man, we're under a month till we take this show to Vegas, so uh, couldn't be more excited. So this is going to be the countdown of my life. The countdown of my life is Vegas trip, October 28th. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm ready for it. I need this vacation. Yeah, we're on our way. So it's, it's coming. (laughs) Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I've finally got everything, all my stuff that I was doing for like making those, you know, koozies and whatnot for the, everybody going to the games and stuff like that. I finally got those finished shipping out today and, I'm done with that. <laughs> I'm over it. It was a lot of work, so, but it worked out. I like it. What about, uh, actually, we could just start off with this, like, because I know you gave a little brief uh, talk on Twitter about the jerseys. It looks like you ordered one and have one already. Yep. The, uh, unveil the new, um, gosh, what the heck are they even calling that jersey? I saw the name for it, um, but the new black Nodak jersey. Yep. What do you think? Yeah, the, the Vegas Lights jersey. Yes. Yeah. So um I love it. I I like the white Nodak, but man, I like the black Nodak even better. Like I think it's just like I mean, black jerseys are sweet. I mean, it's just you know, even all UND when they have the black jerseys, it's just the it's the business suits, it's the time to go to work. Um and even in Vegas, it's gonna be time to go to work. It's not gonna be all fun and games. We gotta still win win the game against Arizona State because uh we had we all had fun in Nashville, but it wasn't fun to lose to Penn State at the end of it. So, yeah, I I like the jersey. Uh, I'm guessing you can guess my only criticism of the jersey. I know they have to do it, but it is what it is, and it's still a criticism I have. Um, still one of the reasons I won't purchase one. Um, just take a guess at what I don't like about that jersey. Yeah, you don't like the hawk on the back. Exactly. I do not like that hawk logo. I do. They're the fighting Sioux. They're not the fighting hawks or whatever the hell they want to call themselves. Um, so love the jersey overall, though. Fantastic look. I like. I also like it better than the white jersey. I just yeah. do. It's here's here's what they have done, and this is what I I really respect out of what they're doing. I understand. There's probably some people in the university, and there's maybe some fans too that just want to move on. Like it's over, it's done. Okay. But there's a lot of people that don't, there's, you can talk to one person that's we're splitting sides of the aisle and no matter what one person thinks they're not going to change their mind. They're being really subtle with keeping the Hawk logo in these jerseys. They're not, it's not a huge ass logo in the front. They could have put Hawks vertically on the front of the Jersey, just as much as Nodak. It's, you know, the same, same amount of letters. So what they've been doing, I think, has been really respectful of both sides 
not trying to be pro Sue, not trying to be pro Hawk and kind of just trying to, yeah, we can't put Sue in here, but we're not going to like, we're not going to rub the Hawk thing in your face. Well, I think that's part of, I, I think they're not just, not just for fans and I think alum is one of the biggest things for sure. What they're looking at people, donors, um, because a lot of their big time donors are they're they're Sue. They're not they're Sue yeah. fans. Like they're not yeah. they're not because well, they're older and they grew up right. with Sue. And I, I I see what they're doing and I do appreciate it. It's and the hockey program is the one doing it like the most out front. But I think there's many layers to why they're doing that. I think the donors yeah. is a huge part of it. Yep. And I do think the program's legacy as far as like because that is the only sports program at north dakota that has a real strong legacy like division one legacy correct yeah and so i think they're trying to keep it as much as they can like it used to be just so they can still turn to that legacy and not look like two different schools yeah because football and basketball they've 100 percent flipped they are their Hawks, their Hawks. Um, and don't get me wrong. The football jerseys look freaking awesome when they have fighting Hawks on the, you know, the, whatever the down the pants and the, the designs that they're coming up with for the football team has been really cool. And I mean, of course it's football, so there's not going to be a big logo on a football Jersey, but uh, they're doing it good. And they're, I think they're doing it, you know, the right way too, but hockey's, like you said, hockey's a whole different thing. And it's hockey's a whole different thing for, for this university too. And it's going to be kind of interesting to see because we are now on 10 years of having no Sioux logos now. So 10 years is when they transitioned to the North Dakota jerseys that had the ND on the shoulders. We didn't have any Hawk stuff yet, but 10 years is when I got a, like a Facebook notification saying that I just bought my three North Dakota jerseys because it's the newest Jersey. So of course I'm going to buy it, but so 10 years ago to the day yesterday is when I got my three North Dakota jerseys. And then it's the same day when I got my Nodak jerseys. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. And I really wish that they would just stuck with that concept with the ND instead of the Hawk patch, but yep. I, I get what they have to do, but yeah, there's, there's certain, I mean, you got to piece, you know, whatever it is, but uh, yeah. And I don't know. And maybe now with, uh, with Adidas leaving the NHL for jerseys, I don't know what that's going to do to the NCAA. I heard that the university signed like a 20 year contract with Adidas to fulfill all of their athletic stuff. But if Adidas doesn't make hockey jerseys anymore, they're going to have to figure something out and they may have to do a complete redesign now. So they may be getting new jerseys, all new jerseys starting next year too. That would be interesting because that's a, that's a monster deal because 20 years, that's a hell of a commitment on both yeah. ends. Yeah. Like, I don't know why anyone signs that big of a deal, but that's, yeah, it was, I'm not the business guy on that one, but it's yeah. just and I don't a know, huge commitment. I don't know when it was signed, but yes, yeah, so they, they fulfill basketball, you know, whatever, tennis, everything like that. So the whole university. Yeah. I love the Vegas patch on the, on these jerseys. Yep. I actually yeah. have an I have another Vegas patch that has the Sioux logo on it that uh, may end up on my Nodak jersey. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Never I, know. 
I honestly like yours better than theirs, but they won't do what you you did. So <laughs> no, no, for sure not. Mine, mine is uh, is a little bit unallowed for NCAA guidelines. Yeah, what the fuck ever. Mm-hmm. NCAA can go fuck themselves on that shit. Like you could have the Seminoles, but you can't have the Sioux. All right, for whatever. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole different can of worms. And plus, there's no reason to discuss it. It's not going to ever make sense to me. And it's it's doesn't matter. It's not like we can change anything on it. So no, no, not at all. So NCAA is not like the presidency or something where you can like vote someone in or out. Like no, yeah. NCAA just <laughs> they're their own governing dictatorship. So yep. But yes, the NCAA could be a whole episode with all of their issues. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll for sure. That, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> yep. All right, man. What do you want to get into? Oh, um, let's just dive right into the recap on week number three of the NFL. All right, want to recap our picks first? Let's go our picks first. So coming into this week, we were tied 17 and 13. Um, then we go through here. My picks ended up at eight and seven, and you ended up at six and nine. So I am I am now two ahead of you. I still think I'm the winner in that one, though. You, when you when you pick six and nine, you you pretty much are the winner. Yes, so I'll, I'll give you that one. So you're, yeah, so my total is going to be 25 and 20, and yours is going to be 23 and 22. All right, what were the big games that stood out to you? Um, like, we'll talk Vikings last, probably, but. Yeah, well, Vikings come up. Uh, we have another game come up, probably close to last. As far as something that kind of – what the hell are the Colts? I, what what I is this game? I wish I could have watched this game. Because they're 1-1-1, one, one and, one. and I don't know the win, the loss, or the tie. I don't know what team out of those three games that team is. And they tied a bad team. They lost to a not-so-good team, and they beat uh, what should be a pretty damn good team. Correct. So it's a mess. I I don't know what to make <laughs> of that situation either. <clears throat> what the hell were the Chiefs doing? Like, I yeah, three, I, three points in the second half. That's embarrassing. It, I mean, even the first half. Did they? I gotta look at this box score because there's something that doesn't sit well. They went with for me two. They went for two at half. But does that mean they only scored one touchdown this entire game? Or did they miss an extra point? They... They missed an extra point. Yep. Because Kelsey and Alaire both scored touchdowns. Yeah, so they went for the two to go back for it. Yeah. But still, two touchdowns, that's all you can get on the Colts? Yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. And it is in Indy, but I don't know if that means anything. And actually, indoors, 
Well, and you'd think that help the Chiefs with their speed and Patrick Mahomes. You'd think they'd be better indoors. Gilliam, yeah, 262 yards and only one touchdown. And then Matt Ryan was 222 and two touchdowns. I I don't know, man. Like, there's just there's no way that I can explain the Colts other than if <laughs> if you're a gambling person, stay the fuck away from any game that yeah, don't in touch right any now. of their games right now. Yeah, I yeah, and you're right. The record explains it all. One, one, and one. Yeah, <laughs> and then when you look at the win, loss, and tie, it's even more confusing. <laughs> so yeah, it's like so like we like if you told them the schedule and you said okay they're one one and one and they're like okay so they lost to the Chiefs no no they beat the Chiefs it's like what <laughs> <laughs> oh okay then they must have tied these guys no 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 they tied the horrible horrible team oh okay and they lost to the yeah I, yeah it's yeah. a joke it's it's yeah I don't get it I really don't but. That's a team that just does not make any sense. I, Matt Ryan, in my opinion, is not good anymore. He was he had his moment. I think he's he's kind of how do I put this? He's kind of like every quarterback that goes to the Colts right now. They're just kind of I don't want to say past their prime because Carson Wentz doesn't necessarily fit into that, but he might. But yeah, they just kind of like they go to the Colts, they pretty much die there, and then they leave, and we see what happens next year. They've had three quarterbacks in the past three years. Yeah. I mean, basically, that place is where quarterbacks go to die lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even Andrew Luck. Or retire. That's where Andrew Luck went to die, basically. Well, he read the writing on the wall and he left early enough, so you didn't have to be the one to die on the field. And yeah, and then so we had. Rivers, Rivers thought he had a run. No, nope, that didn't work out. So then he was gone. Then they brought in Wentz. That, that, and honestly, if you look at the stats and everything, Wentz did not have a bad season last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a pretty good season. It's not a great season, but um, definitely was a season that kind of looked up. But no, nope, then they let him go. So he's he's gone now. He's a commander, and now we're at Matt Ryan. Yeah, like, Colts, Colts front office is a mess. I don't think they know what to do. What, what Do you remember a team that went through three quarterbacks in three years like this? I mean, I could probably name a couple. I mean, the Bears are pretty good at that before – for a couple years before that. I don't know. I feel like they usually have, like, a season and a half or two seasons at a lot of these places. Just like the – Sometimes, yeah, maybe. Play the entire season and then gone. Yeah, it's weird. Well, what, whatever, uh, whatever team Fitzpatrick was on seemed to be a one and done team. So, yeah, but he never went the entire season. No. So, like, that's where it's weird because Wentz went the entire season. So did uh, Rivers. Like, it's this is just a really bizarre team. And you're right, their front office is fucked. Like, I don't know what they're doing at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Not that there's a lot of teams that seem to know what they're doing at this position. It seems like a lot of them just luck into it, but I digress. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have no idea what's going on with the Colts. We have a very good idea on what's going on with the Eagles because they are flying high right now. Holy crap. 
Dude, they might be the real deal. I, I'm not going to lie. I did doubt them. I absolutely doubted them. I said yep. on this show, like, I did not think they were as good as what everyone was saying they would be. Uh, now I've watched three, basically three games where they pretty much three blowouts. Um, this team's legit. I mean. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they go into, you know, against the commanders who were one and one and they destroyed them 24-8 and they destroyed us. So it's like, yeah, this team's legit. Who they have week one? They beat whoever they have week one pretty handily too. They the Browns twenty one twenty. I don't know. I'm lost right now. I can't. Here, let me see if I can find it. Let me look here real quick. Um, oh, actually, I can look at this on my phone really easy. Hold on. I got it. It'll just take me one quick second here. Hold up. Okay. So, Eagles. Okay, so... Actually, we week one was an interesting one. Um, they were beating Atara Detroit. Oh, that was a Lions game, yep. Yep, and Detroit made a late comeback and almost tried to steal it. Um, they won that one 38-35. Um, that was interesting. Yeah, and then they beat Minnesota with 24 points, and they beat Washington with 24 points. Um, yeah, I mean... All I can say is there's a real deal, and Jalen Hurts is showing that he's the real deal. Like, I kind of want, I kind of look back at the Alabama decision when Alabama moved on from Hurts to Tua. And I look at what they're doing in the NFL, and yes, Tua's been ripping it up, and we'll get to him later. But I mean, Jalen Hurts in this game 22 for 35, 340 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah, that's a clinic. I mean, they definitely helped him out going and getting um, AJ I'm playing. Brown. Yeah, AJ Brown. Yeah. That definitely helps. And their defense looks really legit, too. Yeah, defense looks legit. The offense, I mean, they can run the ball still, too. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to do it with Hertz as well. So they. They look like a better version of what the Ravens are trying to be on offense, to be honest with you. Yeah. Which is scary. Mm -hmm. And yes, that is a 100% turnaround from my original opinion on this team. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah. I didn't think the Eagles were going to be anything. I didn't, I didn't have them. I had them third in their division preseason. Yeah. I, it took watching it and then seeing it happen week over week over week that that offense can just put up and it has. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. which actually brings me to another team. Actually, no, I'm not going to go there yet. Cause we still have that. Um, what, uh, what other games do you want to go over? So. so let's, let's stay with the Eagles theme. Okay. And, 
I want to ask you a great question because I know that you have probably some bias in this for one of these guys. And I have bias for the same guy, but in a different direction. Okay. So I'm going to ask you is Urban Meyer that bad of a coach or is Doug Peterson that good of a coach for Jacksonville? Because this is a completely different team with the exact same players that Urban Meyer had and now Doug Peterson has. I, I'm. This is actually keeping bias out of it. It's, <laughs> it literally is Peterson. Peterson's just that much better because, and He's I'm not going to say, yeah, and I'm not going to say better coach like just in general, but he's a better NFL football NFL coach. coach. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. It, yeah, he can he can take a team of basically nothings and turn them into a, a competitive NFL team. I mean, that's what he did with Philly too. Well, and here's where I'll go. This is where I'll show my bias. I mean, obviously, my answer was still the bias, I, the <laughs> way I would go in. But I'll show my bias by the reason what I believe makes Urban Meyer a shit head coach at the NFL level is his ego. Mm-hmm. As a coach, you can't have that type of ego unless you've won some stuff at the NFL level. And yeah. you bring that ego into a room with a bunch of young guys that – they're NFL players. They're making millions of dollars. Yeah, they don't. They're not going to listen to you. You're not going to. You're not going to form this kid that you have. They can cut his scholarship the next day. Yeah, you're not going to bully these guys. Like mm-hmm. they have their contracts. They know their value. So it's it's just he has and he's always been this way. Just a monster ego, and uh, I think that hurts him at the NFL level. I think you can get away with it at the college level because they are they're really young kids. And they're just trying to make it. Yeah. But and when well, they have football. no, they have no protection either. Yep. And so let's go different. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it goes by, you know, of course we're picking out urban Meyer too, but it goes by a lot of college coaches are like that. They can't do it in the NFL because they're, they're just bred differently. They're yeah, a Sab- different style of coach. Saban was the same way. Saban couldn't yep. hack in the NFL. Correct. So. Yeah, no, it's. So, but that's my opinion. What, what do you got mm-hmm. on it? <laughs> so I think it's Doug Peterson. I think I think from what he did in Philly and what he did with the team he had there, especially when Carson Wentz was gone and they had to have, um, you know, what's his face in there, Big Nick. Uh, yeah, I think Doug Peterson is a very high echelon NFL head coach, and he should be up there like with the greats for NFL head coaches. Current I'm not, not going to go that far, but current current NFL coaches, not not Lombardi, not like Belichick, not anything like that, but like I'm current a, NFL head coaches. I'm going to call him a very good current <coughs> head coach. That's what I'm mm-hmm. calling. I'm not going any farther than that because you have to have some yeah, sustainability yeah. for me to get to the word great. But um, definitely a very good coach. Um, what he's done with the Jacksonville Jaguars is impressive. Oh, um, very sure. Yeah. Since we're on him and talk about him, though, what do you think about? Did Philly bail on him too early? Oh, for sure, definitely. See, this, but they seem to be doing just fine, though. I was going to say this is where I actually differ than you, and it's not because of the coach he is. I think what Philly needed. And what Philly, the whole reason they did it is they just need a change. 
mm-hmm. things got muddied down. Um, things started going bad. They just needed to freshen up the whole, the whole thing. I mean, they did it with the roster. They did it at the coaching position. They just needed to shake things up. Yeah. So, now I don't, I don't think Doug Peterson is the right coach for Jalen hurts. So I don't think that would have melded well together. So I don't think in that ways, I think the Eagles did right by parting with him. Yeah. That's why I kind of think it just, it was the best move for the Eagles. Honestly, it probably was the best move for Doug Peterson too, because Mm -hmm. we both know how Philly gets. And (laughs) even though he won them their first Super Bowl, eh, you don't keep winning and they don't care for you so much. So, yeah, you don't boost Santa Claus if you don't have a mean mean bone in your body. So, right, exactly. <laughs> but how, how about Doug Peterson's Jaguars goes into L.A. and stomps the living shit out of the Chargers? Yeah, insane, thirty-eight to ten. I mean, and the Chargers were looking to be like the team to beat. Yeah, it's it's wild. And Herbert played in this game. There was not a backup playing. Herbert no. did play for the Chargers. He probably is injured. Oh yeah, he he was like he wasn't going to answer the question about taking the you know the cortisone shots or whatever to the ribs, but you know he took some painkillers for it. You know his ribs are hurting, um, but I don't know, man. He he still got outplayed by everybody in in every facet of the game. Well, the team got outplayed because yeah. I'm looking at the stats and actually right now. This is kind of crazy because just I got to look at this box score to see how this is even possible. But what I'm seeing right here, just at the glance, is that Herbert actually was the leading quarterback in this game. Yeah, he got him. He outpassed him by 32 yards. 35 yards. But he only had one touchdown, one interception where Trevor Lawrence had three touchdowns. No, it's the. But where the big difference is, it's that rushing game. Because they had 151 on the ground. Jackson yeah, out of, their, out of their top two. Yeah. They're, well, top two. And, uh, Robinson had a 50-yarder. He broke out. Yeah, he, he ran for 100 at, at Nene. ATN. Yeah. yeah, I always forget. 45, and then Trevor Lawrence had seven. And whereas... The Chargers had 26 total. Ooh. I mean, if if that's going to be your run and, game. And Justin Herbert said seven of them. Yeah, and if that's going to be. Dude, he's got the second. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was show at 22. Oh. Austin Eckler at five and Herbert with one for seven. Like, <laughs> like yeah. If that's going to be your run game your quarterback has to throw for over 400 yards to win a game like this. Mm-hmm. And your hurt quarterback, that's getting probably cortisone shots in his ribs. Like, Yeah. Yeah, they had two – Chargers had two turnovers. That was pretty much a big difference in it. And then the run game, time possession, run game, yeah. The defense, I mean – and. That, I think, is the crazy part, is Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers, their defense was supposed to be, like, the big improvement this year. Like, they that yep. was supposed to power this team to the next level this year. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty bad when you get beat up by the, <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars like that. Yeah, for sure. 
Now, we will have said Jacksonville's a much better team than we thought they were. Um, yeah. But still, if you're supposed to be one of the cream of the crop when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the AFC and you're getting pounded by the Jaguars like that, that's you just can't. You just can't be in that conversation. So, kind of my thoughts on that game. Very... I was kind of disappointed in it. Obviously, I'm a Herbert fan. I'm, I've been a Chargers fan, too, for quite some time just because of my proximity to them when I lived out in Vegas, and that was the team that I got to go to games at, um, them and the Cardinals. So, yeah, a little disappointing on my end, but it's kind of the Chargers being the Chargers, and I, I don't know where the Chargers go moving forward, how they fix this. Like, I mm-hmm. don't know how they fix it. <laughs> So we shall see. Got another one you want to talk about before the Vikings? Uh, let me look here. I did have one more. Um, so let's go Bills Dolphins. Okay. That... So we get we get the. It was the battle of the unbeatens, right? Yeah, two and zero, oh and two and zero. Oh. Yep. Yep. So Bills at Dolphins. Um, the sad part about it, this wasn't really a great game and not only that like nobody's talking about what actually the game was there's the whole um to a thing that everyone's talking about that is the story of the nfl and probably story of sports right now which it should be um but the game got overshadowed by that because the miami dolphins in my opinion do not know how to protect their players or to have the right staff on or to even notice what's going on in the game where even if a medical professional has a bad diagnosis, you keep him out of the game. Yeah. The two, a thing. And this, this is kind of a very interesting one too, because I, I don't think we've seen the NFL do this lately. It's been very, like, be on the side of caution, like, take the side of caution, take the side of safety, and this is not what they did. And then I don't know who in the hell decided to actually pretend he never had a head injury at all. Like, it was, he shouldn't have even been concussion protocol. He just had an ankle and a back injury. Yeah, because so says, let's let's back up to... Let's not even call it last week. Let's back up to four fucking days ago. So four days ago, Tua is playing in the Thursday night game. And while he's backing up, he makes a pass. He's kind of just like treading backwards. One of the defensive linemen gives him a push late. There's a flag thrown. But Tua basically falls directly on his back and his shoulders and his head bounces and hits the directly onto the ground and bounces back. He takes a step up, and as he's coming to one knee, he kind of does a little shake, like shake the cobwebs out. Then he's walking forward. He kind of bends down a little bit. Teammates kind of get on him. And then he goes completely like he got shot in the butt or something like that, and he goes straight down, and that's a concussion. 
There's no way you can say – you can't say he had a neck injury because they said it was a head and neck injury, but that was only because they were going to test him for concussion symptoms. Apparently, he had no concussion symptoms. He was allowed to play, finish the game, which was the first mistake that they made. This is when Tua should have got taken out of the game, should have been monitored, should have been checked on, should have been put in the dark room, everything they need to do. And he should not have finished that game four days ago. Well, just want let correct. alone come in, let alone come into the Sunday or into the Sunday game. Just want to correct for accuracy purposes. That happened Sunday, so that would have been we're recording Friday, so that was about six days ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But just in in perspective, it was four days in between the two games. Yep, yep. Where he had one concussion, and then the second one comes up. He basically gets ragdolled by this defensive line and. Kind of like a power slam, you'd say, like a WWE power slam. He gets power slammed onto his shoulder, and his head literally bounces. It was nasty to see. His head bounced off of the turf again, and he gets he, he probably had whiplash before his head even bounced off because the way that he violently swung him to the ground, I could see his neck, his head go forward all the way to his chest and then come back, and then when it came back, it hit the turf and came back forward again. So he had like a forward-back-forward type of motion. And that was ruled a concussion, 100%. He went out. He had the crazy fingers. He had the, you know, the fighter's pose, everything like that. 100%. You see that on UFC all the time when they get knocked out. He was he was out. That is brain damage. It's 100%. It is damage to your brain. Your brain bruises when that happens. And because it was probably most likely two within four days of each other, like, we need to be thankful that two is alive right now. Yeah, yeah. Because he could have died on the field. He could have had a brain seizure. He could have had brain hemorrhage, and they would have had emergency surgery and cut his skull open to relieve the hemorrhage, and he probably would have died on an operating table. Yeah, I honestly... Is that serious? It is, and that's the thing that is... It's just wild, and... um, I, I don't know if we have any Dolphin fans out there, like, maybe... Rest our, in peace, Marty Gust. Yeah, rest in peace, Marty Gust. Um, maybe our friend in Pakistan likes the Dolphins. Don't <laughs> maybe know. Dolphins. But uh, you shouldn't be expecting Tua back this season. Um, if you get him back, I don't know if I would want him back this season. Let that dude give his head, his brain, literally to heal, literally, because um, it it could be. This is the this stuff can be career ending, not just season ending, but career ending. So don't expect him on the field. Expect that your new quarterback's Teddy Bridgewater and be happy with it because yep. you should just ha- be happy with your quarterback, hopefully getting healthy and be mad at your team for putting him in that situation in the first damn place. Yeah, because let's face it. So Tua is not, he's not safe. It's not like Tom Brady. If Tom Brady gets a head injury, he'll pull himself out. Like if he has to, if he knows it is, it is that serious, you know, the quarterbacks that have the contracts and have the guaranteed money and have the, you know, the longevity and the veteran status, they probably would either be given the benefit of the doubt from the, from the coaching staff or from the medical staff or just given it by themselves. But Chua didn't have that advantage. Like Chua is going to, he's going to play. Like if he's, if he's allowed to go on the field, he's going to go on the field. It's just going to be one of those things where, you know, he probably shouldn't have, 
but it is what it is. It's the NFL and there's still stigma with taking yourself out and, you know, not being a man and stuff like that, which is you know completely absurd, but it's, it's there. The most asinine thing that I heard from this Tua thing after they cleared him at the hospital, which I have no idea how they cleared him at the hospital that quickly. Neither do I. I don't, I have no idea why he wasn't held for observation. I have no idea why he wasn't put in the dark room and tested and the MRI done there and not, he got on the team plane and he got an air like God forbid he had a seizure when he's in the airplane. Yeah. He should have been held overnight at the university of Cincinnati. They should have watched him. They should have checked on him. They should have made sure everything was good. He should have had the MRI in the morning and then he should have been cleared to travel after that. Insane. I don't know what the Dolphins are doing. I don't know what their medical staff is doing. I don't know what their team is doing. I People are going to lose their jobs for this, and people are going to be suspended for this. It's going to happen. And just going back to the thing that you said about the stigma, um, I don't think it's just about the stigma when it comes to Tua in his situation. If you think about Tua's situation, the Dolphins are trying to replace him like up until like a month before the season yeah. started. Yeah, and so, his 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 thing is always he's injury prone. Yeah, so he has something to prove. Yeah, he's trying to play for a job. Like he's yep, just trying to keep sure. his job is what he's trying to do. Yeah. So yeah, it's you definitely like you and I get put in a situation where like we think if we don't do our job, like we're gonna get fired. Guess what? We're probably going in injured too. Like mm-hmm. whatever it is sure. that we're doing. Yeah. Um, it, it's your livelihood. So you don't think about your health when you th- are thinking about your livelihood. Cause how do you even pay for your health when you don't have a livelihood? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know if to a completed college, I don't know what his background is, but I don't know what two is going to do after the NFL either. So mm-hmm. if to I mean, he was playing to try like, that's where the team has to protect him. Cause he's not going to protect himself. Yep. Like, and well, and that's no what way. the NFL's there for, because the team's not going to protect him either, because the team wants to win. That's why these independent medical advisors are supposed to be here to not have bias. And apparently, they failed. They either misdiagnosed, they missed something, or they were coerced into letting him play. I don't know. I hope it wasn't being coerced. I hope they just, somebody made a mistake and they misdiagnosed him, or they couldn't see the symptoms. I don't know, but... That's why that independent medical staff was made for this whole concussion protocol thing. Well, let's not because then it's like... not it's not up to the coach to be like, oh, you know, we're we're one game out of the playoffs. Should I let my starting quarterback sit down or not? Well, and let's not act like this team is on the up and up. Like no. they just got fined and I believe lost some draft picks. I'd have to do very. Yep. Yeah, they had they had some issues in that offseason. Well, yeah, because they were like literally encouraging tanking. Yes. That and head coach rubs me the wrong way too. He's creepy looking. The current one? Yes. yes. Uh, he he definitely he's got, he's, he's got some like I have somebody tied up in my basement type of looks to him. He, he really does. <laughs> it looks like he's been on criminal minds before. Yeah, exactly. yeah I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He, he needs to either shave the beard or get some different glasses or something. He's got to change his look somehow. Yep. But whether it's coach, whether it's the owner, I I don't know. It's 
And mind you, there's a reason Brian Flores went at this team by risking his entire career in the NFL to go at this team. They're not on the up and up. So no, this is only just another chapter in the dysfunction that exists within the Dolphins organization. <laughs> Judge was intentionally walked again. Ah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Still in 61, bottom of the eighth. He's probably not going to make it back up anymore. That's it. Ha <laughs> ha. The streak lives on. Who cares? He's not making it 73 anyway. So Yeah, he won't break the real record. I don't care. I still didn't want him to break the 62. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Orioles. I love it, too, because they're in the same division, so you know they're just trying to get <laughs> yeah. the Yankee fans. Well, they they walked him twice because I heard, I saw the other one, but it wasn't it wasn't intentional. But this one was an intentional walk because there was an open base. It worked out perfect. I love it. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad I, we, we didn't have to cut into uh, an Aaron Judge home run. That's good. How about the game that we started with the Bills Dolphins, and then let's talk the Dolphins and. Uh... No, 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 we can have ourselves, but uh, Bills Dolphins, the actual game, like. So, I think this was just one of the Bills down games because it's like, I don't know, Josh Allen still had 400 yards. He still did great for me for San Fantasy, but uh, only 19 points is kind of kind of low for them. Yeah, this stat line does not make sense with the score. Like, Tua was 13 of 18 for 186 yards. Josh was 42 of 63 for 400 yards. Um, And he was leading leading rusher also with 47. Zach Moss still had 46. Singletary only had 13. I guess that's kind of where they shut him down a little bit because he had nine nine carries. Josh Allen ran the ball eight times. Jesus. Uh, I mean, everything, like, I'm looking at the game stats, everything leans towards Buffalo besides the final score. Yeah. They had one turnover. And NFL do a better goddamn job. Like, in Minnesota, we're sitting here at home and can only watch one game. And yeah, what the hell? On. Like, I want to watch that game. Yeah, I was definitely going to watch this game if it would have been on. Total yards was 497 to 212. Wow. They just couldn't find the end zone. <laughs> like this, this should have been a beatdown. Yep. So this is going to be Buffalo's probably just one little hiccup and uh, look out next week. I mean, what is it? Ravens now? I don't have next week in front of me yet. Yeah. Buffalo at Ravens. Look out Ravens. Buffalo's going to be pissed off. <laughs> that is going to be a high scoring game. Yeah, for sure. High scoring game. How about the Vikings? Okay, that's so all we got left to talk about. That's all we got <laughs> left is week. the the your and mine Minnesota Vikings. They get a home game. They come back home after being embarrassed against Philadelphia. And first half was okay. I mean, I I didn't I liked I liked what we were looking at. We were. We're tied, right? Yeah, tied 14-14 after halftime. 
and then I felt like we just completely lost it. Like I, I was afraid that it was going to be a Philly completely shit the bed type of game when they came put ten on us right away in the third quarter. I was like, oh god, here we go. But then we 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 made it back and we got fourteen in the fourth and pulled out a victory and basically stole it from them. And I don't know. They uh they found Adam Thielen. They found Madison. Well, they had to find Madison because we lost Cook in this game. Yeah, he got a shoulder or whatever it was, yeah. Now, I I watched this game. My big takeaway from this game is, and I know people have been saying this, and it comes up all the time, but watching this game, it was really personified. The Vikings don't have an identity. <laughs> like this game was so they were like two different all over the place. So many times it was gosh, it was weird. Like first half is a perfect example. Sometimes they're running to cook, getting some good yards, like mixing in the pass game. But when they're mixing in the pass game, they're forcing it to Jefferson. Like there's no other wide receivers on the field. Jefferson was blanketed all day. Um. So it was almost like we're running off of two players. We're either mm-hmm. going to have Cook touch it or Jefferson touch it, and we can't overload just having Cook or just Jefferson. So they were just mis- mixing up two players. You have at least four wide receivers that are capable. Yep. And you have two running backs that are capable, and you can run screen passes. They, I don't know if they actually threw a damn screen pass to a running back all game. So I, it's... It just it seemed disjointed. It was it was weird. It's a win. A win is a win. Yeah, I'll take the win, win. But man, we did not we did not play like we deserve to win that game. Though. Well, what I'm explaining is actually it's it's right in the score. Like first quarter, zero points. Second yeah. quarter, fourteen. 14 points. Yeah, back and forth. Third, just third quarter, just zero points skits, again. Schizo. It, very disjointed. Uh, happy to get the win, but at the same time, I uh, don't have a lot of confidence in this team coming out of that win. Especially, I don't know, is Cook out this week or what's his prognosis? I haven't heard. Um, let me see if there's any news on him. Should be due to fantasy purposes, I would think. Yeah. I'm looking as you look too. So let's see here. Okay. No injury status for week four and is expected to play. Okay. Did not practice on Wednesday, but it was a full participant in Thursday's practice. Pro so, he'll be, so he'll be back for Sunday morning's game. Yep. The one that was uh, questionable was our was Zaria Smith. He's still questionable. Okay. And apparently the Saints don't have anybody on their roster for this game, which we'll talk about when we do the preview for that. Interesting. Yeah. It's 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 yeah, it might be Andy Dalton. Oh, actually, I think it is Andy Dalton. I actually think I heard that reported. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get into that once we yeah. get to that. <laughs> going back to this Vikings game, I also want to put it out there that this Detroit Lions team is real. 
Like, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be a force in the north. Um, probably gonna be annoying the entire season to Green Bay, Chicago, and Minnesota. Now this is this is gonna be a four team race for the division now. I don't know if it's gonna be four. I I, yeah, don't. I don't know what Chicago is. I'm not sure about Chicago. Chicago. I I don't have much faith in Chicago. I think they'll sink to the bottom at mm-hmm. pretty quickly um, and stay there. I think they're lucky to be at the record they have. Um, but yeah, I think the Lions are legit. Like I think they're going to be someone that everyone has to deal with. And honestly, even if they were a team that doesn't make the playoffs, they might screw up someone else's playoffs. Yeah. So I, it's it'll be very interesting watching this team go down the down the road. Um, I would be excited if I was Lions fans because this is honestly the most promising I've seen your team in years, <laughs> and I I really I think people need to get off the Jared Goff hater wagon. Do I think he's great? Hell no. But do I think he's a good quarterback that can get the ball out? Yeah, I do. I really mm-hmm. do. So, I mean, he's been to a damn Super Bowl for crying out loud, and he wasn't that far away from winning it. So, it's my spiel on the Lions. I'll probably do a <laughs> weekly spiel on the Lions as they continue to prove me right. right. Yeah, you're you're gonna have your own Lions podcast pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was high on them going into it. Like, I have to make sure I back up what I said because I definitely was high on them going into the season because I think they're going to be a pretty decent team, and so far they're showing me that. So, yeah. All right, where do you want to go next? Um, so I don't really need to talk about the game because it came kind of, kind of deflated, but which is funny. That's a good term to use right now. Okay. Deflated. Good term. So all I want to talk about is the last drive of the Buccaneers Packers game. Okay. So it goes into Tom Brady's hands again to come back and basically tie the game with a two-point conversion, right? Yeah. Tie the game with a two-point conversion. They get their score. You know, of course, Brady brings it all the way down, and they bring it down, and they come with their two-point conversion, and they get a delay at game. And then it brings them back, and then they miss the two-point conversion. That whole drive, I understand they were probably trying to milk some of the clock and stuff like that, but... Brady was so close on getting um, delay games on most of those snaps. Like you got to be smart. Like you, you can't let that penalty happen on a two point conversion. Like it's just, it, it can't happen. And I don't know, would they have scored? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But well, the fact is they got backed up and it ruined their whole drive and it ruined the momentum and Green Bay gets a chance to think about it and basically get a timeout because of it. And then the Bucks miss on the two-point conversion to lose the game. Okay, so while watching that drive, like I I know the play clock was going down to like zero each time pretty much. Yep. It always does. It's yeah. NFL quarterbacks know what they're doing with that. Um, but the two-point conversion, it, they were out of sorts. Like something was yeah. wrong. So – let me ask you this because this has been a question I've seen on ESPN this week and uh, the NFL Network. 
Uh, whose fault was this delay game? Who would you think is to blame for this one? I think it has to fall on the quarterback. Because I don't think they had any timeouts. I can't say for certain, but I don't think they had any timeouts. Because I think that was the that was the one thing is that they couldn't have called timeout to uh, to stop the clock for the two point conversion. So I'm going to disagree, but it's not it's not because I think Tom Brady is the one of the greatest of all time and all that stuff. Like it's not that, which it's, he is, but right. It's more of it's the coach's responsibility to have that play ready because if Tom has that play and everyone in the huddle has that play, like. They should be good to go. Like they should know that play before they even score that touchdown. Oh, for sure. So that's on the coach. That is not on Tom. And it, cause they didn't look right. Like people were out of position. Like they didn't know the play. So that's that's why I I have to go with the coach on this one. Oh, that's the other two point conversion. Damn it! I found the video of it and it was two point conversion, but it was the one that they broke up. I was like, what the hell? They snapped it with fourteen seconds left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Delay. I just I just think you have to have that play ready. Like I don't know how you make that mistake, and that is where I feel like it falls on the coach. Here it is. I found it. And actually, I won't say the coach. I'll say the coaching staff. Yeah, so we're at five seconds. Both wide receivers are it, – dude, it looks like he was running a hurry up. So the wide receivers to the left are in position, but they're looking at Tom. They're waiting for him to basically check to whatever he's checking to. The other wide receiver is still going, uh, whatever you want to call it, going from left to right, coming down the line to get set up in the right. Tight end looks ready. Line looks ready at five seconds. Tom looks in. Two seconds left, and he checks. He checked the call at two seconds. He comes up, and he puts his hand to his helmet, so I don't know what what the call is or what his, you know, if it's an audible or if it's a not audible or what he's, a lot, of times he's a, a lot of times that's a hotter out. Yeah. He's like telling a wide receiver, do this, do this, do this or something. But all he does is he's putting both his hands to his helmet at two seconds. He comes back down. He comes back at one and he does a kick. So it's basically a, you know, on my count on my kick and the snapper does not snap it late. It's a late snap. Yeah, it's, it's a late, late snap. Yeah. I think it might be the same. Watching center. it that way. Yeah. From what you just described, yeah. Cuz like so they they're not going on sound. They're going to go on motion. I think so I like remember that, that, that cuz it looked like Tom Brady was pissed that he didn't get the ball. Like <laughs> when it did He was so he, when he came in, when he came in, it looked should have been off of that kick motion whatever you want to do it like it kind of looks like a horse kick or whatever. Yeah, or they, they kick their leg out back. Like that stomp yep. or whatever. Like that too, yep. yeah. And when he did that, the stupid center 
instead of keeping his head down, he looks up and he's looking for the mic for some reason, and then he snaps it. Keep your head down, dude. You're a two-point conversion. You're not running the ball. You don't have to block. <laughs> right. Yeah. I... I actually blame the center on this. I think it was a bad snap. I think right. it was I think it was a late snap for the center, and I think that's why why Tom got pissed off about it. Yeah, I think because I... he would have had it. He would have had the snap right at zero. Because they give you a benefit of the doubt. They like look at the clock, then they look at you and they see if you snapped it. And you have basically like a half second extra off of that. I think Mike Pereira said it's almost a full second. Like Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they give you a little benefit though, but that was that was bad. Like it was zero 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 and the center hadn't even gotten in position yet. Yeah, that is bad. But did that cost them a game? Who knows? Like, yeah, I, it, it still would have tied. It's even if they would have made the two point conversion, it wasn't for the win. It would have been for a tie. And now you have Aaron Rodgers versus Brady in overtime, dude. Who knows? <laughs> what about like I? I will talk a little bit about this game. Like Tampa Bay. Like what about that defense and like the adjustments that they made? Like they were kind of getting walked on in that first half. In the mm-hmm. second half, they locked them down. Just dude, that they, defense is dangerous. They just shut them out in that second half, and they mm-hmm. locked it down. Like, there was nothing happening. <laughs> like, yeah, that, sec- that secondary was really good. Shout out to the uh, ex-gopher, Antoine Winfield Jr. He held his own on that game, too. Oh, yeah. When that defense is healthy, they're probably one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league right now. Yep. And shout out to their head coach, because, quite frankly, Bulls is, like, one of the best defensive guys in the league. Yeah, so for sure. And how about can we just appreciate this for a second? <laughs> Tom Brady gets the ball with very little time left and he's down by eight. Did anyone think he wasn't getting in the end zone? No, not yet. It's like, well, let's say we're going to overtime, folks. And <laughs> and that doesn't sound crazy like if you look in the past, but in this game, they got in the end zone once. Like yep. But there's still no doubt in your mind he's getting in the end zone, and that's exactly what he did. Oh, for sure. It's wild. Like, this 45-year-old is still easily the best quarterback in the league when when the game's on the line. Yeah, that was was the most uninteresting, interesting game of the week. Yep, for sure. Easily. Way better than the Sunday night game. So... Mm -hmm. Not even gonna go into that one because that game was crap. So yeah, yeah. And I didn't even watch the Monday night game because who cares? Okay. Cowboys, Cowboys, Giants. Cowboys, Giants. Whatever. Yeah, nobody cares. Whatever. All right, we want to move on to sweet. Uh, let's go college football. All right, we gotta we gotta make sure to talk this one because this is gonna be a fun week in college football. Uh, I mean, they all are, of course, but we have a couple good ranked games, a couple good uh, good possible upset alerts, and I'm going to start out with the number 21 ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers at home, homecoming against Purdue, which I think they should be able to take care of uh, pretty handily. Yeah, I think Minnesota's look good. Um you and I kind of talked about this before. They, you're right. Uh, you brought this to my attention that they do have kind of a soft schedule, which is 
good for them. Mm-hmm. It needed. <laughs> right. And it's it's not like, I mean, yes, part of it is a planned soft sketch that didn't play anyone out of conference. That was no. worth a damn. But they're lucky that in conference, they don't necessarily have to get come up against the big dogs too often. Yeah. And some of the big dogs are down. Wisconsin, down. Which, obviously, they have to play them. Yeah, um, Iowa don't, down. Yeah, they don't have to play Michigan this this year, right? No, nope, don't have to play Michigan, don't have to play Ohio State. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of a clear path for them. If yeah. there's going to be a year that they can be Rose Bowl participants, this would be it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. It's an eleven o'clock kickoff. So uh, we're recording right now, Friday night. Um, I will be tailgating in less than ten hours from now. So <laughs> tailgate lots open up, I think, at six a.m. and we'll have some breakfast on the grill, and it'll be good. Sweet, I'll be working. Get some mimosas, some bloodies. Except I don't like bloodies, so I'm just gonna have mimosas. Yep, I will be working, but I will definitely tune in, watch that game. See, yeah, see how it's going. I'd like uh, to see I I'd like to see Iowa upset Michigan, but that's not going to happen. Michigan's too good. It's well, in Iowa. Kinnick Stadium is scary because it's like super close. Like the stadium is like fifteen yards closer to the bleachers than like normal college football stadiums are. Dude, there. And maybe it's them that I saw this. No, actually, I was watching this at Oregon's game last week. Washington State. Dude, Washington State's bleachers at the end zone? Like, they're right there. Yeah, yeah. there's no space behind yeah. that end zone. <laughs> like, that's, that's mm-hmm. scary right there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're coming full speed if you're at uh, running those routes. Like, ugh. But yeah, that, that's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. Kinnick is very similar with the very close stands. Um, yeah. One thing I like to see, and I'm happy that this game is happening. Um, I wanted it to happen because I don't think both of these teams should be as ranked as highly as they are. And now one of them's got to get knocked down a peg. Kentucky and Ole Miss. Yes. Also 11 a.m. game. Excited for that one. Um. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Kentucky, I I don't know. What do you think about Kentucky? Do you think it is like they're a team that deserves that number seven rank? Do you think they're that good? I'll tell you tomorrow. If they beat Ole Miss, <laughs> they'll deserve it. If they don't, then they're a joke. Like, I think they're a joke, but I don't know. Like, I haven't okay. seen them play against anybody good yet. At least, at least you can say what I'm thinking. is like, as of now, I think they're a joke. But, yeah, yeah they win tomorrow. And they're they're solid. I'll give them that. In Oxford, it's a hard place to play. What conference is Kentucky in? ACC? No, they're SEC, brother. So SEC. Yep, it's an so SEC matchup. They're going to have to go through some people still. So we'll very, find out. Mu- yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're going to have they're going to have a very tough road ahead of themselves if they want to make the playoff. Yeah. Well. I don't know though. SEC, I'd have to look at their schedule because SEC is it's watered down. It's not as good as schedule. Okay, so they get Ole Miss. Okay. Then they get South Carolina. That's a walk. Yeah. They get Mississippi State. That's a walk. 
Then they get eight Tennessee. That'll be their game of the year. Yep. Missouri, Vanderbilt. Then they got to play Georgia, and they play Louisville. So okay, they, so they have to go through Tennessee and Georgia. They got to go through Tennessee and Georgia and the SEC championship. I don't know, brother. <laughs> yeah, not, not <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they're going to make that uh, that unscathed. No, Max no. Frank up. I like. I really, really want this upset to happen just because I hate Alabama. I want Arkansas to upset Alabama. I think it's going to be great in Fayetteville, but I don't think it's going to happen. Alabama's great. They're, they're an NFL team. Eh, I don't know, man. Uh, it's Alabama is not untouchable. No. Um, and, and one loss is still going to, it still will keep them in the final four. Well, because they almost lost to Texas. Mm-hmm. So, and we saw Texas lose last week. Yep. So, I don't think Alabama's as invincible as they usually are. Um, the team that I do think is invincible right now is Georgia. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And they got Missouri. So, uh, rest in peace, everybody in Columbia. Yeah, that team's so, so legit. Um, yeah, I would love to see an upset there. Uh, I mean, saying that, like both of us saying that is kind of, I'm just going to call it redundant. Or like we, everyone knows we don't need to necessarily say it because we're going to love Alabama lo- losses. Like it's a, more of a surprise if we say that we'd like to see Alabama win a game. Yep. So, but yeah, definitely on your train with that one. Here's, a sneaky game that if you want to keep an eye on a game that nobody is paying attention to, that could be a large upset. Ohio State at Utah. Or, I mean, Oregon State at Utah. Sorry. Oregon State, yeah. Oregon okay. State at Utah. Oregon State could win this game. Oregon State oh, for sure. should have beat USC if they wouldn't have made their mistakes. They don't make those mistakes against Utah. They're going to beat Utah. So... I, I got my eye on that game. That is a definitely a Pac-12 game that could really ruffle some feathers. So um, definitely one I have my eye on. So that's Oregon State at Utah at 1 p.m. Do I have Eastern time? What time zone do I have? <laughs> Gophers play at 11, right? Yes. Okay, so it's in my, my time zone. So 1 o'clock Central time is when that game is kicking off. So. And possibly the college game day, game day curse could fall on Clemson because they are going to be there for – the heck do they play? There you go. North Carolina State at Clemson. Ten versus five. I mean, I don't think – I don't think North Carolina State is actually a ten. I don't believe that at all. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they can get the upset from college game day. I think North Carolina State, if I remember correctly, and it's impossible to remember all of these teams and all of their big wins, yeah. but I believe North Carolina State has a big win this year, which has propelled them to that. So they're they're capable for sure. Um, no, no, they don't. East Carolina, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, and UConn. I think that I Texas guess UConn was game. UConn might have been ranked at the time because there's another basketball school, right? Yeah, UConn might have been their their win at the time. 
but they got five Clemson, Florida State, Wake Forest. Still, yeah, they got they got a tough road ahead of themselves. Man, you're right. This this week is loaded with games <laughs> to watch. Yep. Because you go next since I went with the last one, but I said I went with the last two. I think. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys close out the night at ten o'clock at night. So, damn, it's gonna be a long day. Yes. Extremely. <laughs> extremely. Oh wow. But what about this, like Oklahoma State Baylor? That'll be a good game. That'll be a really good game. Yeah, that one looks fun. And then also Wake Forest, Florida State. Those are both 230 games on ABC and Fox. Those are the ABC game and the Fox game. Yep. Wow. And and then you also have Arkansas and Alabama at the same time. Holy shit, the 230 <laughs> slot is packed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good time period to be watching college football. Oh my get, god! And they get like, Iowa State, Kansas. <laughs> just jam packed. Holy shit! Yeah, tomorrow's gonna be fun. <laughs> For sure. I mean, at least no one has to worry about the Ohio State Rutgers game because who the fuck cares? Tickets. Yep. You can get tickets to this game for twenty eight dollars, according to ESPN. Yeah, that's good. You can get Georgia State at Army for low as six bucks. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's is it the lowest? Oh no. Fresno State at Yukon as low as five dollars. Oh damn. Oh Liberty at Old Dominion. Tickets as low as three dollars. <laughs> Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> Come on. Anything less? No, three dollars is the winner. That that's and, what I'm seeing too. Yeah. Less than a hot dog. <laughs> Checking on any of these evening games if there's anything interesting other than that Clemson game. I'm, I, I, I hope that Clemson game is interesting. I hope it's not. Yeah, that looks like the only one, though, because everything else is going to go. Auburn LSU could be fun. Yeah, yeah, it could be a good one. Yeah, that's a rivalry game, so that could be a good one. Um. Gosh, not much else in the late games. Man, 2.30, that time slot is the packed time slot. Yes, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock games are kind of kind of crappy. And then, yes, my team closes out the night at 10 p.m. Um, hosting Stanford. Um, 8 p.m. local game for Oregon and Stanford. Uh, must win for Oregon, obviously, because – we're talking college football. They're all must wins. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't the NFL. Um, but it, it Stanford's retooling. Stanford's, uh, they're going to be good in the future, but they're they're definitely not the usual Stanford team. So um, I would expect Oregon to uh, handle the, their business. And I think the networks expect that too. With uh, It's on FS1, but at 10 o'clock at night on I mean, it's 11 o'clock at night on the East Coast, so. Yeah. Can you tell me why the future Big Ten East champion USC is number six? I I don't know. They haven't beat anybody yet. Dude, and they almost lost to Oregon State last week. Should have lost to Oregon State. I want to see them lose to Arizona State. That'd be hilarious, but it's not going to happen. 
It would be hilarious, though. For sure. When is USC going to get a loss? Let me look at their schedule. Probably. Utah. Utah, October 15th. Do they have Oregon on the schedule? They do not. So they get Arizona State. Yeah, Arizona State, Washington State, Utah, Arizona, California, Colorado, UCLA, Notre Dame. Oh, hey, I found one, by the way. $3 is not the winner. Uh Uh-oh. West Virginia at Texas. At Texas. Tickets oh, $2. Two bucks. <laughs> yeah, man, nice. In Texas. Wow. In Texas. <laughs> wow. They are ready for that team to leave. Nobody wants to see the Texas Longhorns. Horns down, I guess. Damn. I'm so happy Texas is involved in the lowest, uh, <laughs> lowest ticket prices. Yep. That's so much fun. Um, as far as Pac-12 schedule is concerned, that uh, Oregon State-Utah game is kind of the big one in the Pac-12. So, For sure. And the crazy part is that's on Pac-12 Network because no one expects anything out of Oregon State. So. No. <laughs> I happen to have the Pac-12 Network, so I will have an eye on it. So, There you go. You can let everyone know about it. Yep. I'm one of the very few people <laughs> in this area that has Pac-12 Network. So. Yeah. Damn, Florida plays on Sunday. That's weird. Oh, oh, they moved it because of the hurricane. Okay. I was like, why the hell is Florida playing on a Sunday? No, don't get me started with that. Clean Eastern Washington. Yeah, stupid hurricane. Hey, Hurricane, if you're out there listening, uh, dude, you couldn't have stayed just a little bit east and, I don't know, maybe knocked the power out of Tampa Stadium for a couple days so we could get some good football up here in Minnesota? Yeah, it would have been nice. Because we could have had Sunday night football here in US Bank Stadium, Chiefs versus Bucks. We didn't want you to hurt anyone. We just wanted Yeah, yeah. Everyone's fine. Like I don't want anybody to get hurt from this hurricane, but if you did some structural damage to the stadium that maybe costs you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to repair, but you can't fix it until Monday. Okay, I'm fine with that. But no, you didn't want to do that and you didn't want me to be Happy to finally get to wear my 50-50 jersey of Antoine Winfield Jr. Bucks and Gopher jersey, but, you know, whatever. No big deal. What the hell am I doing wrong? Oh, that's why. Okay. Hold on. I want to bring up just basically as a marker. So if anything crazy happens, like (laughs) our fans know something crazy happened. Um, The two games going on right now. UTSA is up on Middle Tennessee, 38-30. Um, and if I remember it correctly, was it Middle Tennessee that beat Miami last week? I don't know. Let me see who beat Miami last week because it was it an was embarrassing loss for Miami last week. Um, let me check this because... It was one for the ages. Uh, let's see here. And this is why college football is awesome, too, is because you can look at a game and say, oh, my God, that's going to be a blowout. And then you get one of these types of games. Yeah. By, by the way, USC moved up after barely beating uh, Oregon State. They were seventh, and now they moved up to six. What a fucking joke. Yeah, what the hell? Look at their scores. It's such a pain in the ass because there's so many of them. 
Oh, I want to give a shout out to the game I was just watching a little bit ago that just went final in overtime. Shout out to the Green Wave. Oh, hell yeah. Tulane Green Wave just beat Houston Cougars on a, looks like a last, on the last second because it was overtime, but just a last throw touchdown. So, so just, just to show that I actually do know what I'm talking about, this is Middle Tennessee State University beat uh, Miami, Florida last week. They covered the plus 25 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and they Ouch. beat them 45 to 31. Oof. So, and now they're currently losing to UTSA. That look, makes Miami look like trash. <laughs> and how much of a paycheck did Miami give them? A couple million? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they took their money. They took their money. They took their win. <laughs> they took Brilliant. the ball and went home. <laughs> yeah. And That's awesome. The other game is... I actually thought this game would be a good game, and it it so far is proving so. Um, San Diego State is trailing Boise State 13 to 21. San Diego State has the ball. We are in the third quarter. Um, Boise has scored 21 points in the third quarter. They had nothing Jeez. before that. So wow. Interesting game going there. So that's the that's the current games going on right now. There is that has not kicked off. Um it won't kick off. Well, actually, it should kick off any moment. But Washington at UCLA, which could be a good game as well. So, yeah, for sure. All right, college football. I like it. What do you want to go with next? What do you want for you know, a side topic? You want a regular topic? Um, how about we talk a little bit of wrestling? As we always do. I don't have a lot to go into here. As I said, there's, there's not much that's happened since we last left our fearless fighters. There's not. Um, just wanted to go into a little bit of uh, AEW. Um, WWE really hasn't done anything lately that interests me. Um. But Dynamite, what would you think about um, how they're handling this uh, Jericho Appreciation Society and Daniel Garcia and Daniel Bryan situation? I, I kind of like it. Um, Brian Danielson, sorry. Brian yeah, yeah. Danielson. Yeah, same right. difference. Yeah. Um, I really like, like Jericho, like he is, if he gets on a track on something, like he won't let it go. Like this whole, this sports entertainer versus professional wrestler thing is just, it's just gold. And I love the way that he's so adamant about it. And the way that he's just like, no, that's not right. It's not, it's not how it should be. And then he comes in and then, you know, Danielson is like the epitome of the professional wrestler and Jericho is the sports entertainer. And then they've got, you know, they've got guys that are kind of in the middle and they're not really sure which way they should go and what they should do. And, you know, what their path is. And I mean, that's, it's, it's playing out like WWE from like the nineties to like the two thousands. Like, what are we going to be? Are we going to be a wrestling company? Are we going to be a sports entertainment company? You know, they go back and forth. They kind of change a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of deep meaning in this just little silly segments that they're doing that I I really like on what they're putting it out. 
I, I thought it was fantastic this past Dynamite, um, this week's Dynamite. I don't know. Have you watched this week's yet? Yes. Yes, yes, I have. Because I, I watched it live. Yes, it was fantastic because, like, the crowd is just feeding into it. Like, mm. And you're right. Jericho really – Jericho's kind of, like, the mastermind of all of this, like, as far as the storyline. But man, Brian Danielson's playing it so well. <laughs> Daniel Garcia's kind of like the perfect guy to have in the middle. And yeah. the crowd loves it. And they're just eating out of everyone's hand in this one. Like, you, I mean, he says, What do you want to be? And like, you just hear the entire crowd, you're a wrestler. Like, yep. It, it's so good. And the yes chants were <laughs> as loud as I've heard them in a long time. Like, yeah. I think they're they have found a real way to, and I think it was like slow developing in a way. But oh, I love Luigi Primo. Oh, that was oh my goodness, <laughs> that was hilarious. Maybe I should just kick Luigi Primo right in the face. <laughs> Maybe I should wake him up. Yeah, knock his pizza down. Would that be entertaining for you? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just playing out so well. And I think it wasn't a super fast development, but I think the way that they're handling it is so good with um, the Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciation Society and yeah. like those factions where they have feuds, but they're not just directly against each other. Like they're, they just have certain people in them that are like, keep going at each other it's just it's very it's not super obvious but obvious still if that makes yeah. any sense like like you have brian danielson in the daniel garcia situation like kind of going on and it doesn't really have much to do with the rest of the black uh the combat club but then you have the whole situation with uh claudio like in his situation with it it's just yeah. it's very intricated i think it was kind of slow developing and i think it's really starting to come to a head it looks it, it looks good it looks fun so i've got a question about you with chris jericho right now yeah so his little spiel about ring of honor i thought was absolutely just super heelish yeah, so like absolutely. he comes out and he basically flipped the switch because at first he was like he was kind of like mocking it like oh i'm a man of honor i'm part of the ring of honor da, da, da. but he he flipped the switch this week and he was like I'm going to make the ring of honor look like a joke. I'm going to take down every person that has ever been in the ring of honor. I'm going to beat all their champions. I'm going to beat all their promoters. I'm going to beat all their announcers. I'm going to beat all their ring ring people and stuff like that. Like this is setting up somebody from ring of honor coming to face Jericho. And I don't know who it is. I've been trying to think of who it could be because he's, he's setting something up like with like a big matchup with an, a ring of honor, like, you know, legend or something like that. Yeah. And I don't know who it's going to be either. Um, the only thing that I have that I have to say to the contrary of what uh, your statement was there is that when he was doing the, I'm a man of honor thing, uh, he was, oh, it was a joke. Yeah. He was, Oh, yeah, it was totally a joke. Yeah. He won it with a low blow. <laughs> like, yeah, and he knew yeah. it. And <laughs> so he was mocking the whole thing the entire time. So he was like full on heel with this thing. From the jump, like he just 
Jericho is just so good at building these stories and so good at playing the emotions of people. Um, I think you're right. He's building something where Ring of Honor is going to get a big just push, um, which, of course, I mean, Tony Khan owns them. So, yeah, it and it might be someone from AEW that's been in Ring of Honor before. Like, that's more of an AEW guy now, but mm-hmm. comes back to being like, I, I don't know. It's going to be something big. Um, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a build. It's going to yeah. be a slow build. Like Jericho's going to have that belt for a little bit. Cause he's going to put, he's going to put some butts in seats trying to watch ring of honor wrestling. It's so weird. She was like, now I'm Googling ring of honor, but technically because it was a reestablished brand, this ring of honor has only been around since 2022 of June. So I was trying to find like Ring of Honor's top wrestlers, and I was like, "There's like eight people on there." I'm like, "What?" Which is when Tony Khan purchased them. So. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, you'd have to find like. Oh, I've got one right now. Okay, let me just yeah. get some of these guys. That's Jay Lethal would be a good one. Kevin Owens would be great, but he's WWE. I can see the Briscoes maybe making an appearance. Making an appearance, but I don't think they're taking the strap no. off them. Joe could take the strap off them. Oh, that's a good one. That could be a good one. Joe would be good because CM Punk's gone. Brian Danielson won't be involved in it unless he just wants to do it. I mean, I could see him do it. Briscoes. Kevin Steen, Jay Lethal, Austin Aries, Adam Cole, baby, Christopher Daniels. Uh, Adam Cole would be an interesting one. Tyler Black, but that's uh sucks to be because he's freaking WWE. He's Seth Rollins. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't know, but I, there's there's something that's gonna happen with it. Well, here's couple things that I could think of that would I think they'll be more surprising than this but there's two different things that I, I can see happening I actually could see Brian Danielson right in the middle of this mm-hmm. where it's because Brian Danielson stealing Daniel Garcia and like messing with uh, the appreciation society and that causes like Jericho to have animosity between Danielson, like, and just causing this big uproar and feud that ends in a championship match. Yep. I also could see Daniel Garcia being the guy who mm-hmm. ends up in the feud with Jericho and builds Daniel Garcia and puts him over by winning that championship match. I like that one better. I like that one. The the young gun taking a stand and beating the arch nemesis. Yeah, I like that one. Well, I like that one too, but here's the question. Are you trying to put over the wrestler? Or are you trying to put over the company? Because I think Danielson puts over the company where the Daniel Garcia puts over like he's put over mm-hmm. like by going that route. So it's it's a question of which way Tony Khan wants to go. If, yeah. if they were to go either one of those two directions. Yeah. Because you got to think that Jericho winning it, it's all about putting over the company because they're trying to bring Ring of Honor back to uh, basically a mainstream wrestling show, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see what what direction they go. I'm excited. The whole the whole fact that they put the strap on Jericho was to put the company over those. So they're definitely trying to make yeah. Ring of Honor a focus. Yeah, reintroduce the company pretty much. Yeah, they're doing a little Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's fun. It's we we talk about this stuff like basically you said not much happened, but we were able to just go on about wrestling for a decent amount of time and there's not a ton going on, but there's actually a lot going on when it comes to yeah. what Tony Khan is doing and what the wrestling world is, how it's affecting the wrestling world. Um, for sure. WWE Tell me what you think about this thought. The WWE kind of seems like on an island. Where like AEW kind of seems like a little bit like interwoven with some of these other companies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Where WWE is not, it's not even, it's almost like a, not even a care, I guess. Well, like, they do not, just, they, it's on purpose. They don't want to be associated with anybody else at all. Yeah, and it's kind of like, well, don't be like, we, we don't want you. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And whenever they're brought up in any other company, they're brought up as basically the heel, and it's done quietly, discreetly, or if you're MGM, it's done like right out in your face. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but no, I, I there's just a lot going on. I think it's it's a fun time to be a wrestling fan. Um, even if you like WWE or if you like AEW or if you like the indie shows, or if you like all of it. like There's just so much out there right now and a lot of good stuff. So, yeah, really fun. Sure. But that's Definitely. that's all I had on wrestling. Okay, cool. Do you want to... Do you have uh, taps on on hand? Do I have taps on there? I can get it up pretty quickly. Yeah, I think I know you, what our next segment is. Yeah, you want to get that up and we'll uh, pay our respects. I can do that. Hopefully we're talking about the same thing. I think we are. We're usually on the same page on the stuff. Rest in peace, 2022 season for the Minnesota Twins. They are officially eliminated from the playoffs. We all knew they were eliminated earlier, but it is official. The Minnesota Twins will not be playing in the playoffs this year. We will not be losing the first round of the playoffs. There is no possible way that we could lose to the Yankees in the playoffs. Yep. The streak does continue, though, so we still have not won a playoff game. I was going to say, there's also no possible way we can win a playoff game this <laughs> yeah. year. 
I honestly would have thought the same thing if they would have got the playoffs. <laughs> this Minnesota Twins uh, team. Uh, so I was talking to, a, I'll call him our Twins correspondent, Joe. And there was an article in the Tribune about. Whoa. <laughs> that was aggressive. <laughs> Celebrate everybody, we missed the playoffs. Let's fire Lasso today. Okay. We're going to win twins. That's very, very. <laughs> hey, our not... next season, we are undefeated right now. <laughs> but, well, that's actually like, so our correspondent, Joe, um, who is. Correspondency is just just being a, a twins fanatic, but he's our correspondent because he joins the show sometimes and uh, definitely pays attention to the Minnesota Twins. But he said there was an article in the Star Tribune last week. That, the strip for all the kids. Yes, that <laughs> touted how great the Twins were going to be next year. Oh God, such a Minnesota thing. Well, my first question was... I need to frame that. I need to frame that Tribune article. Yes, find it and frame it. Because I would love to know what he knows that I don't know. Because unless they plan on, I don't know, going out and signing a bunch of pitching and dumping all the pitching staff. Like, where we get the pitching? So our pitching's going to be better next year? (laughs) Yeah, here it is. Six days ago, a healthy Twins team featuring Byron Buxton could win 90 games next season. (laughs) Yes, that's that's the article. <laughs> oh man, Jim Suhan, Jim S O U H A N. We'll find him on Twitter and we will quote him on this Saturday Star Tribune. Um, I'm printing this article, buddy. Yes, to, we got we got proof that this happened because, like you said, this is a very Minnesota thing to do, and. Holy shit, like really? This is going on my wall. <laughs> that's not a hot take. That's a stupid take. Yeah. That's a Minnesota take. It's such a Minnesota take. It's like we get eliminated, you know, like, 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 you know what? I think we can do it next year. What? What part of what part of this season made you think that we can do it next year? And what part of you think there's gonna be a healthy Buxton? Like by by attempting to contend this year, the twins may have built a contender for next year. What? What? Okay. Sorry. Given all of that promise, here's my comprehensive plan for the twins may of 91 plus team in 2023. <sighs> he believes Buxton is gonna play the whole year too. That's hilarious. Well, even if Buxton's not injured, like he doesn't play every game. Like, there's the printer. There we go. 
Wow. Yeah, this guy's uh, this guy's smoking crack. It, it sounds it's such a Paul Allen type of take. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Yep. Let's let's throw all the sports writers in Minnesota <laughs> to the bus right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. It's just it's such a homer take. Like, does this guy know where we're getting our pitching from? Because it's not the current staff. Let's see what he says about the pitchers. It just says starting pictures. Yeah, so let's just completely... given all that promise. Yeah, it's 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 bogus. Yeah, given promise, promise is good. Makes you like a ninety win team. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, not so much, buddy. And, and the healthy Buxton, if you he, he only plays half the season, he wouldn't even play. Buxton won't play ninety games next year, even no. if he is healthy. No, not a chance. This is so pretty. Oh, it's pretty nearly adds to whatever. Yes, yeah, so Joe brought that article to my attention. And at, like like you said, it's such a Minnesota Homer. <laughs> like, let's let's I've had this opinion. And I am not gonna lie. And I, you're my best friend. You've talked to me every year, like you know my opinion on the Twins for the past however many years it's been is it doesn't matter how good their offense is. If they don't get pitching, they're not going to win yeah. a, a championship. Like, it's just not possible. Like, they might get to the playoffs. They're not winning in the playoffs without pitching. No, no, no. Like, what do you remember from, like, most of these World Series? Like, usually it's a pitching performance, isn't it? Like, even uh, ours. Yeah. Like, when we won in 91. Yeah. I mean... Scott uh, Erickson, Ricky Aguilera, the eleven inning, uh, yep. Jack Morris. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's a bum gardener in the uh, in the Giants one. Like you remember the pitchers, like the dominating yep. of the pitchers is what wins you championships. It's you need offense too. Don't get me wrong, but you need the pitching, and this team doesn't even seem to care. No. So until they address that, like which I don't see them doing, um, it, it's and they gotta stop addressing it with just old washed out guys. Yep. Yeah, we'll be singing the same song next October for the Twins. So uh, I don't care what the Star Tribune says, we are not going to be a contender next year. No, unless we change a lot of things. Unless I see some type of overhaul, like there's no. Yeah, it's just nothing that makes me excited about this team moving forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, Buxton doesn't even excite me. Like, if this guy only can play half the time, what the fuck point? Yeah, if we can get another Arias, I take two Arias versus Buxton. Speaking of Arias, this is the bright spot. I did see that he, and this may have changed, but I believe he moved ahead in batting average. So for the batting title, he is currently leading, I believe. Let's see. I'm trying to figure this out. Let's go with not all teams I want. Why can't I just do ALNL? 
Okay, I'm not gonna let me do that. Whatever. So yes, he is, he is currently leading. Yep. By one point, but Aaron Judge is only down by one point, trying for the triple crown and the 62 home runs. So ugh. one point. What do you, what are you seeing for averages? Three one five and three one four. Oh, so Aaron Judge went up one from what I'm seeing. Yep. Yeah, so it's a bad. I mean, it's the only thing that Twins have is a rise, and hopefully, hopefully getting yep. that. The Twins did get a win seven nothing today. As soon as it didn't matter, they decided to start winning. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once they clinched, uh, not playoffs, and a rise did not play in this game. That sounds uh, smart, but good. whatever. Yep. And update, Middle Tennessee State is still down by eight with two minutes and 30 seconds left. So Miami may have lost to a team that is about to lose <laughs> to – who the fuck is UTSA? I don't even know who this team is. Uh, University of Texas San Antonio. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Fun, fun stuff. Yeah, I don't know what they are. I think they have like a. Sounds like a bird of some sort. Is it okay? I thought it was, I thought it was like an iron pick or something like that. Maybe no, it's a bird of some sort. Oh, looks like a pissed off bird. Not bird. I would screw with. I don't like birds though because they're scary. <laughs> they're roadrunners. Oh uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Stanley Roadrunner. That is our college football exactly. score update. <laughs> yeah. Not that you guys will listen to this while the no. game's going on, but well, they probably won't know what happened in the game anyway. So we're letting them know. We know they're not watching it. Oh yeah, because if there's a comeback, we got. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Pakistan. Are you a roadrunner? <laughs> yeah, we don't know what Pakistan was. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We have no idea. So whatever it is, we can we can have him be that. Appeal to all. Yeah. All right. I, I think it's your turn on topic. I wouldn't last too, so. Okay. Um, do I have anything else? Kind of depends on what you want to close. Sidelined. Because we definitely got two league things left. I think I one can... of them we're leaving for last. Want to talk hockey? Yeah, let's talk hockey. I, hockey has kind of started. Yeah, hockey, so we literally only have a week until regular season, don't we? Yep, yeah, Re- preseason has started, so they're in the in the mess of preseason. They're starting to do final cuts, I think, now for their full roster. And it's been kind of weird, too, because, like, they've been doing a lot of these split games and different ones. So, like, right now, the way the Wild's been doing it, they've actually had two different teams. They've basically been having their minor team and their pro team split up and playing different games. So like the minor team played Colorado last and then the uh, pro team played, you know, Dallas or whatever. And it's just been kind of cool to watch that. Good so, to see Wallstead. Wallstead come out there and make like 23 saves and take a win. Okay. So your first regular season game is on the 13th against the Rangers. Interesting. At home. Yeah. 
And the knights are... Let's see here. One second. And my Vegas Golden Knights first game is on the 11th on the road in L.A. Um, just give us a brief outlook on what you think so far of what you've seen. Because I know you've watched at least one or two of these preseason games. Yeah. What do you think of your uh, Minnesota Wild? Well, um, since it's preseason, it's way, way too early to get excited about anything. But I, I don't hate the way they're looking right now. I like the way they're looking. Um, I think we've got a solid roster top to bottom. I think that if we do end up getting injuries or we have to move some guys up and down from the minors, I think we've got, I think we've got some depth that we can play with that with, you know, like Kalen Addison now starting to actually like turn into an NHL player and Rossi and the guys that were just kind of like breaking in last year that I think they could actually fill up an NHL spot if we need them to. And it's going to be Marc-Andre Fleury or bust for us. So we'll ride or die with him and see how it goes. And I, I think the future looks promising for the wild this year. So do you think, and here's my question, because it I get mixed signals from the Wild. Like, I know they're trying to win this year. Obviously, you wouldn't have uh, Flower if you weren't trying to win this year. Yep. Are they built to win this year? is my first question and my second question is do you think being built to win this year could hurt their future if, come trade deadline if they decide to get rid of assets to try to win this year because their future does look bright I agree with you 100% they look really good on uh, death wise but I could see that changing um, I mean I can speak from experience with the Knights. I, it changed for us just by going after that cup. Um, what do you think on that, like with that in mind? So I think that they still, they still can compete for this year for the cup and not like lose their roster for upcoming years. I think, I think the way that last year, and now minus the Talbot thing, because that's a whole different thing, but I think that the way that Billy Guerin handled the roster last year with bringing up guys like Middleton and bringing up other kind of rentals that were needed for the St. Louis series and changing the team just a little bit at the trade deadline to kind of change our persona for the playoffs – I think that he'll be able to do that again with the people that we have. I expect Dumbo to be traded before the trade deadline for an asset. I don't think we're going to have to trade him away for nothing. I don't think we're going to have to do a bad trade. I think, I think we're going to get something good for him that we're going to need and that will help us in the playoffs. And I, I think that there is a legit chance to keep this young team here and not have to give them all away at the trade day, trade day line. Okay, so you said something interesting to me, 
in that um and i'm going to challenge you on it and kind of ask you why you think this is do you think Dumba is going to be traded before the trade deadline so if you're a competing team and he would is a projected starter you don't usually trade your starters you usually trade assets to grab new starters so you actually think they'll trade a starter to get a backup guy like an asset well, like uh, so I, I mean I when we it's... say assets obviously minor leaguers are like guys who are coming up like yeah future guys i think we can get a very fair trade for dumba and i think we could get a a second line defenseman for dumba but usually i really i really think we can but usually that's a dumping like move like i it i guess that trade strategy doesn't make sense to me because he's a second line uh defenseman so i mean it's a lateral move it's I, it's it, so it's going to be a lateral move with a better contract situation. So we're going to get a better contract situation out about who we get back. But tell me this: Why wouldn't our team want to do that? So there will be a team like this is going to be. This is going to be one hundred percent into a. This guy may. It's going to be like the misfit type of thing. This guy doesn't fit in San Jose, but Bill Guerin thinks that he could be really good and really show some promise in Minnesota. So maybe he's not valued as high at his current team, but we may value him higher than he actually is seen. So like, say it's, I don't know, say it's some defenseman in the Kings organization. The Kings aren't really doing anything. They're not winning cups. They're not making playoffs. They're not doing anything else like that. They have, tons of cap space they have tons of movement with their salaries with their you know contracts and whatnot and say they have like a i don't know like a dustin brown type of you know guy or whatnot i don't know i'm not speaking in current terms right now but like somebody that's like a little bit chippier a little bit on the you know he's not proven in his current team but if you bring him into your team he may actually be able to do something so as much as I hate to say this, I think Dustin Brown's pretty damn proven. But no, no. But before before Dustin Brown made it to the Kings, oh okay, I see what you're like saying. the Kings. The t- Kings took a shot on Dustin Brown. Like they they went out they went out and they kind of they kind of took a took a reach for him, and he definitely definitely owned up to it. So that's something something along that way is like somebody that isn't like seen as much like Zach Whitecloud, let's say like that. He was nothing before he got to Vegas, and he is an amazing defenseman right now. I mean, I'm pretty sure you would you would want to keep him if you could. Oh, we are keeping him. He's signed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But before before White Cloud was in Vegas, wherever team he was in, I don't know who it was, but I don't they would know where tra- they came from. They would have traded. They would have traded him for Dumba. You know. But but. However, I don't want to offend like the only two people that I know listen to every single episode. <laughs> Zach Whitecloud has played other places, and one of them being Bemidji State. So shout out to Bemidji State Hockey. Yes. Um, <laughs> two, sure. two, two, we got two Beavers listening right now. So yes, so <laughs> shout out Zach Whitecloud, Bemidji State. Yep. yep. 
and 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 I want to just dig this in there to uh, Coons especially. He's a Las Vegas Knight, so yeah, for sure. <laughs> I back to your trade scenario. Like, I I get what you're saying. It's just not conventional trade with him, so it really would be an out of the box type of trade situation. Yeah, for sure. In my mind, um, I don't see that happening. Um. If Dumbo's traded, it's I'm guessing it would be because he's not performing and then they get less of an asset for him. Um I can't see him performing and them winning and him you guys getting anything for him if you wanted to trade him and or why you would guys would even trade him. Mm-hmm. So I think Dumbo was more of a my opinion on the Dumbo situation is if you guys were going to trade him, I think it would have happened before the season and the season's here. Like, Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm not, I'm not like, I'm predicting that if there's a like move during trade deadline, which right now our roster seems fine and our roster seems good with the cap numbers. So I don't think we have to make a move. Injuries but if happen we, is the problem. Correct. Yeah, yeah, if injuries happen and whatnot. So you never know what goes on with that. But if we do have to make something, then that might be a possibility. And because it's the one that everyone always talks about. Like he's always the first name that comes up. Yeah, he's always the name that comes up. But I just don't think you're in a situation to trade him at this point. I think he's an off-season trade if yeah. uh, a trade's going to happen. I don't – unless – Unless, and I don't see this for you guys. I really don't think this is going to be where you're at. But if you guys are like below the playoff cut and you're not happy, that could be a dumb trade to mm-hmm. a team that is in the playoff, like in the Stanley Cup hunt. Then I could see a dumb trade. Yeah. Oh, I here's a fun thing. If you're yeah. up on it. Here's the fun thing that I'll tell you right now. So during these preseason games, uh, Capri Sub has been wearing the A. So nothing's been made official about it for the regular season, but um, Kaprizov might be getting in, getting a letter for the upcoming 2022-2023 season. So I'm going to be the guy who comes out here and says this. I guess I don't give a damn, and I think people <laughs> make way too much a big a deal of this. Like For sure. Like I do get why they have captains and stuff, because you need the guy to go talk to – the referees when shit's breaking down when the when the coach can't like yeah but, but probably in English though right you think <laughs> you think so, so uh, you know I don't know <laughs> but yeah I I don't make a big deal over the captainship um it's kind of a oh whatever it's cool to have that layer on your jersey and everything but yeah. there's you're running out of room for patches on jerseys now so that is true the wild oh okay spin off into that so the wild actually caught national uh fire off of their uh advertising patches okay i'm gonna let you know i'm gonna let you go off on this because i know you have a lot to go off on this and i need to feed my dog really quick so i'm gonna let you go off on this and i'll join you back i already know what you're gonna say so fair (laughs) enough okay so the minnesota wild have introduced advertising patches on their jerseys so they are now sponsored by tria healthcare 
and the patch is big. It's kind of conflicting with the colors. It stands out. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people think that we're going to be a soccer team that's going to have 6,000 advertisements on the jerseys within two years and everyone cries chicken little and stuff like that. But I don't hate it. I like it. I like it from a collector standpoint because the game worn jerseys will have these different patches on them for different years and whatnot. It'll be, it'd be cool to have a collection of them with different patches, but what the wild organization and the hockey lodge um, store caught fire for is that they were selling the jerseys retail with the patches on them. In the contract they were allowed to, from what it stated from the NHL, is that the the only place to get retail jerseys with the patches would be the official team stores. So you couldn't go on like NHL shop or fanatics or whatever type of third website to get them. You could only get them from the official team store. If you wanted to get the, the patch on your Jersey, kind of like the NBA does, you can get the, you know, the patch on the Timberwolves Jersey. If you go to the target center and buy to the team store, but you can't get enough of the other stuff online. Hockey lodge came out with a thing on their website that says all jerseys purchased from Hockey Lodge online and in-store will have the patch on it, where supposedly you're supposed to be given a choice if you want the patch or not. And it got to Reddit, it got to Twitter, it got to other teams were now retweeting because they didn't see what their team was going to do. So now they thought their team was going to do what the Wild did, and it caught fire and it went national. And it became a hot topic on NHL Jersey Twitter and to the point where now the Hockey Lodge has removed all references to the TRIA patch, the TRIA logo, to jerseys having patches, and they are trying to do damage control right now and trying to figure out what they're going to do. And it's, it's kind of funny. And not only that, but they caught fire because they were trying to sell the new TRIA patch jerseys with the old 2017 stock jerseys. So like Adidas made three different versions of the jerseys since 2017, 2017 to 2020, they were called the Climalite, which all these names are just the different brand type of Jersey, you know, probably made it like one twentieth of a percentage lighter than the previous version. But the first version was 2017 to 2020. That was Climalite. Second version was 2020 to 2022. That was Arrow Ready. And now the newest version, 2022 to current, is called Prime Green. And it's Prime Green because it's being used from recycled materials. The logos are a little bit different. They have like a 3D stitched effects in them. So it kind of like pops out the logo on the front does for all the teams. And Hockey Lodge selling these new Tria jerseys with the patches on the 2017 overstock that they should be selling on clearance or at Michael's right now for like 20 bucks, but they're trying to get rid of all their old stock and they're lying and they're saying they don't have prime green jerseys when they do. And I already ordered a prime green jersey online, but they're trying to get all their old stock sold first. So they're catching a lot of fire. So hockey lodge, you suck. Yeah. Here's my question on that too is not only Hockey Lodge do you suck, because you do. Um, They're horrible. Well, here's my question. What? Why are they put... Okay, two-parted question. 
I'll I'll start with the fan part. Do fans really want these jerseys with the patches on them? Like, unless they're getting an authentic one, like, do you really want the patch on it? I mean, I guess you're a per- perfect person to answer because it sounds I like do. you got one. I do. I so I here's here's what I did. So I ordered um I ordered the prime green jersey, which is the newest version of the jersey, right? From a third party. So I did not order it from Hockey Lodge because Hockey Lodge says that they don't have them. They were never they're not made yet. I'm like, you're lying, because all of the players are wearing them. And all of these other companies online are selling them. So I ordered it from a place in Canada and hockey authentic. If you want to go and get a good jersey and it's actually stitched and it's not this heat press crap that they do now with all these Adidas jerseys. It's actually a stitched jersey done perfectly like the players wear. Hockey Authentic is your place to go. But I ordered... uh, I think it's just at Hockey Authentic. It's HockeyAuthentic.com is their website. So um, it's out of Toronto. And they just sell jerseys. But I got the Prime Green jersey from them and got it customized and stitched with Marc-Andre Fleury on it for less than what the Hockey Lodge is charging their blank jerseys for with the Tria patch. And I called them and I said, well, if I have a Jersey that I bought like a couple years ago, can you guys put the patch on for me? They're like, sure, we can do it. I'm like, okay. So that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the Jersey. I'm going to go into uh hockey lodge and have them put the patch on the Jersey. Cause I want the patch. Why? I like it. I like the way it looks. I like, I like the, the contrast. I it's, it breaks up the front. It gives it's something like I always like, like if I get a Jersey, I almost always want like a captain's or assistant patch on it too, because it like, it fills that void space or whatever I want. I want the Jersey filled up, but uh, yeah, that's, and I don't, and I like patches, like even for all the Vikings jerseys that I collect, like I collect the, I have one with a nine 11 patch. I have a captain's patch. I have the 40th anniversary patch. All that stuff that's on there. I like, I don't know. I like it as like a collector's standpoint. I can understand that part with what you just said with all the other ones, but. And I do that with game jerseys too, like game worn jerseys too. Like I like something that has a patch on it that signifies something rather than just a plain game worn jersey. What does this jersey signify that you know where to go when you need, I don't know, physical therapy? It it doesn't. It's just, it's just more of a. I don't know. It's 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 bling. It's uh, forty pieces of flair. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not the guy. I I hated the fact that they were ever going to bring this to the NHL. I knew it was going to happen. I just hated that they were going to do it. And when it comes to the NFL, I'm going to be super pissed as well. Um, I just don't know why Hockey Lodge thought that this was going to be the hottest thing ever is just having this <laughs> advertisement on the damn Jersey. Yeah. They didn't know. They did not read the room on this whole thing. Right. Like, cause I get you, you're, I get when it comes to you, you're a Jersey nerd. Like you do have like these yep. idiosyncrasies when it comes to like something different and stuff. Yeah. But I want a Jersey that's different than the guy that's sitting next to me. But I feel you know? like, I, I feel like, and I understand that, but I feel like I can speak and I feel like I am speaking for most of the uh, – and actually, I want to hear, especially from all our people, Pakistan, um, Koons, Peralt, um, 
Ashley, if she's listening, anyone who's listening, I want to hear what you guys think about the advertisement on the jersey and if that's what you want to buy, mm-hmm. if you're buying a jersey, because I am 100% against it. Yeah, I the majority, the majority is against it. Because, like, Las Vegas Knights jersey, like, I want a gold jersey, and I don't want one that has the Circus Sports on it. I, yeah. I don't, and that's not a bash on Circa. I love Circa. Um, we're staying at a Circa Resort, basically, yep. when we're going to be in Vegas, uh, when we take the Norm Still Sucks podcast on the road to Las Vegas. But uh, no, nah, it's just it doesn't do anything for me. I don't care for it. It's not my thing. Yeah, and you're definitely in the vast majority on that, too. And the crazy part is, is some of these teams have done it. Some of these teams haven't done it. Some of them have done it right. Montreal, I want to give you guys credit. I I hate the fact that the Montreal jersey has a ad on it because it's so, like, historic. But they are donating $20 off of every jersey that has a patch towards, like, some children's hospital. That's cool. So they're so they're doing something good for the community because of it. So if you want to buy a patch jersey, your twenty dollars that pays for the patch is going towards a charity. So good for them. Um, good for the uh, Colorado Avalanche, the Stanley Cup champions. They are not wearing a ad on their jerseys, and they also removed the ad off their helmets this year. So they're not having any ads this year. That's awesome. Um... That is really awesome. I actually did read that. That's really awesome. I actually think there's one other team that's doing that too. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's Edmonton. I, well, Edmonton's not... not doing the ads on the jerseys, but I don't know about the helmets yet. Colorado's right. the only one that I've seen that they've removed the helmets because the helmets were they were mandated at first. Right, right. And then no. the jerseys were optional. Here's here's my biggest question. Like Edmonton's a good example of this and I'll go through a few teams. Like, do you want to see, and like our teams are different. Yours and my team are different. We're not historic. We're not the the original six. Do you want to see an advertisement on a Red Wings jersey? Do you want to see an advertisement on a Blackhawks jersey? Do you want to see an advertisement on a Montreal jersey? Edmonton jersey? New York? Here's the worst part. Do you see, have you seen Toronto's? No. Okay, so Toronto's advertiser is the Ontario Dairy Commission. Okay, so it is. Yeah, so it's like they're whatever they're dairy whatever association. Okay. Okay, so you know what the fucking advertisement is? What? It just says fucking milk. (laughs) It's in like curse. It's in like fancy cursive letters, and on their fucking Toronto jersey, the blue jersey, it just says milk in white, and that's it. It's the stupidest thing in the entire world for one of the most historic jerseys in the NHL. That's okay. what makes it a joke. I would think everything's a joke on <laughs> one of the most historic jerseys in the NHL. So let's put that there. I think that's fucking hilarious. It's <laughs> <laughs> just <says> milk. <laughs> hey, it does buy good. Toronto, need, they, they need some of that good luck. So I guess, yeah. The Toronto milk. But that's but going back to what you said and that well what I brought up and you reiterated is that most of us don't want these patches on the jerseys. So why would Hockey Lodge push it so hard where they're actually like I mean, I guess maybe gimmicking 
to try to get rid of old jerseys. I don't know if that's there, what so, the deal was or like why are they pushing this so hard where they're like advertising like that's the great deal. They are run by idiots. And this goes back to five, ten years ago when they got rid of like the main guy that was in the hockey lodge and this girl took over. And I'm sorry, but it's not working. They don't know how to run their game worn jersey situation at all. They don't know how to actually sell jerseys. They don't know how to communicate with people who want to buy jerseys. They've got hundreds of jerseys down in the basement of game worn jerseys that people want to buy that they are not selling because they don't have. They said they don't have staff to sell them. It's like, well, do you need one person to take online orders and you'll be fine? You'll get rid of them and you'll make whatever, how much money? They blame COVID. It's been a a crutch for them for three years now. They blame COVID for everything. And they blame COVID for not having the prime green jerseys when all these other teams have the prime green jerseys and they're selling them in their stores, but apparently they don't have them instead of when they're actually probably in the basement and they're trying to sell these old stocks. So they don't have to start clearing all these old jerseys. So they're trying to sell the old ones first. They still have not. And they quote, let everyone know when the name kits come in for the winter classic jerseys. They're still not in yet. From last January from last year. Yeah. So, you know, when we came out with the Winter Classic jerseys, yeah. when I went there day one to buy the Winter Classic jersey, you got the opportunity that if you wanted to put a name on it, they had like six names that you could pick from because they were only going to do so many so they didn't have to you know, do customizing and stuff like that so they can mass produce these six names. They're like, okay, we'll let you know on our social media when the kits come in and then you can come in, drop off your jersey, get it, you know, stitched up and then you can get it back. Right probably in time for the game because it was like it was like this time it was like September October when they said this and the game wasn't until January right it went into a if you were friends with somebody that worked at the hockey lodge you could come in and bring your jersey in when they had a few of the kits in and get it done and they would never they, you call on the phone they're like oh they're not in yet they're not in yet they're not in yet I said well why do I know of four people who got theirs done? Oh, that was a different name. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And they say they constantly lie about what they have in stock. And I still have a certificate to get my jersey customized that I already went to a different party. I found a guy that could make the kit for me and send it to me, and I stitched it on myself so I could have my jersey that I wanted. But then I'm like, well, now I have this stupid voucher that can't be used for anything. I'm not going to go back to the hockey lodge and use it. So it's like it's – they have a bad business model, and they're just not run by professionals. I love – usually we promote stuff on, on this podcast, even though we're not getting paid to promote it. And today we are tearing Shit down talking. the hockey lodge. Yeah. <laughs> Well-deserved, though. It's not like I'm – I'm not making this stuff up. And you can talk to anybody else who is part of, like, the wild community and the wild, like, game-worn jersey community and stuff like that. It's It's a mess. Like it used to be nice. Like it used to be, well, it used to be on the website. The website used to have all the jerseys that they had and you could, you know, just buy them online like that. That was good. Before the website came out, they had a, a spreadsheet 
where that if you would email the guy, he would send you a current updated spreadsheet of what they had and then with the prices and everything. Great. Now it's some big damn secret on what they have out there that they won't let anybody know. They tried to do an auction website and the auction website decided to set the prices to like insane prices and two out of 50 jerseys sold. Nobody else bid on the other ones because they were too high of a reserve price. And then now they finally like they finally got rid of the first set of last year's jerseys. The white jerseys are now on auction right now for decent prices, but they still have probably 200 jerseys still back there that haven't hit anything. And they didn't do an equipment sale. Usually they do an equipment sale during the summer so they can get rid of all their old product, but they didn't do that again because they didn't have staffing because of COVID. So I don't know. It's a joke. Yeah, it, it is a joke. And uh, I mean, there's, there's just not, not much more to say about it because it's, <laughs> it's just, it's a mess. Um, and speaking of a joke, I'm trying to go on Fanatics and I cannot get on through the network. <laughs> I can get on. That makes sense. So limited, at, like it's a pain in my ass. But yeah, which is a pain in my ass because Fanatics actually used to be the shit back in the day, and now it's they're gone to hell. If they get the jersey contract for the NHL, it's going to be like the death of the NHL jersey. Yeah, I pray that does not happen. Um. With that said, as far as uh, just trashing a Minnesota business, <laughs> uh, let's prop up a Minnesota business and let's uh, let's go to your mom questions, and then I have a new mom question that I think is pretty good. So, all right, and then we can get into our NFL picks. So I don't have much. Go. I don't have much on the nights. Like I mean, it's same old. Thing. No, yeah. Like there's not gonna be much yeah. movement. Like the team looks good. Everyone's getting healthy, so it'll be interesting. Goalie situation is what it is. Logan Thompson will be the starter. Um, Aiden has. They both have sweet ass pads. So yeah. pad sets. So the night's goaltenders will look the best in the NHL. Both gotta stay healthy because there's not much there afterwards. So. But that's the night, so I could do it that quickly. So, yeah. But yeah, let's go into mom questions. Okay, go for it, man. Well, go for the answer first from our last one, because so we're still not caught up on that yet. So I'm no, guessing we haven't aired she it yet. she listens usually on Sundays. So we're I think we're a little bit ahead right now on that one. Yeah, and we've got one released, one coming out soon, and then this one. When are we gonna release this? Uh, the last one, because we need to get that out. <laughs> I could probably get it out tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, because it'll be before Sunday. I'll get it out before Sunday. All right. So my question. And this one, I'll get it out sometime before Sunday, next Sunday. So, tell me, because I do have a bad memory when it comes to this stuff, especially uh, this type of stuff. But tell me if I've asked this before. <laughs> but. Well, I'll tell you if it has anything to do with traveling, you've probably asked it four times already. So just nope. stay away from traveling. This has nothing to do with traveling. <laughs> okay. It has to do with Juicy Lucy's. Ooh, okay. Where is your mom's favorite Juicy Lucy in the Twin Cities? Which restaurant? And I'm not going to ask her if it's Matt's or 
she can pick whatever she wants. Like it can be any restaurant in the Twin Cities. What's her favorite Juicy Lucy? Okay. Or who makes her favorite Juicy Lucy? All right. So that's that's the question, Mom. Um, so Juicy Lucy's, if you've had one, where have you had your best one? Where do you think is the best one? Or what is the best one that you've had? Or if you've not had one, we need to coach you on where to go get one. <laughs> and for our friend in Pakistan that listens to us, a Juicy Lucy, for reference, <laughs> is a burger that is stuffed with cheese. So the cheese is on the inside instead of the outside. So yep. basically, it's, it's cut into it oozes out. Yep. So it's fantastic. So Pakistan, if, if, you're, if you're listening to this, you could bring a whole new dish to your country. So you're welcome. Yes, exactly. All right, cool. Good job. I know. I thought that was a good one. Okay, let's go week four. Let's get our picks. All right, let's do it. <laughs> kind of music should we be playing for these picks? Uh, the NFL. Uh... See, what are the Vikings playing? Oh, we need something British. Oh, oh I got it. Yep. Yes, because we play in London, so they'll be. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got it. All right, I got it. Let's see. What's the longest one I can get on here? Sore back, but hate. White for it. Anything Beatles would work. Hey, Jude is forever. Takes. Okay, so we got week four. We are going to skip and start with our team last, even though they play at. 8.30 in the morning. So let's start out with Buffalo at Baltimore. Buffalo at Baltimore. I'm going Buffalo. I think they bounce back. Um, I, I, I do think Baltimore is a very good team, but I think the Bills are still one of the best teams in the league, period. Um, I'm going Buffalo Bills in this one. Okay, I got Bills too. So, um, do you want me to go first on you since I won last week, or? Oh, shit. Yeah, I went first. Okay. We, we both went Buffalo, so I'll start out with all these ones then. So, Washington at Dallas. I have Dallas. Alright. So, I'm going to go on the contrary and make this different. I'm going to go with Washington. Um, Reason being, like, Dallas has a great defense, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if this Cooper Rush thing, like, is he really going to go 3-0? And Washington's not bad. And uh, honestly, with – no, I would say Carson Wentz, I I think, still has it. Um, I think that team does have enough to get past Dallas, so I'm actually going to go with Washington Commanders in this one. I think they're going to get a big win on the road. Okay, Washington Commanders. Okay, so we got Seattle at Detroit. I'm going to go with Detroit. I think Detroit's good. Yep, dude. You're on it. I'm Detroit. All right, Frost got Detroit. Okay, the Chargers at Houston. This is the Chargers for me. 
Yeah, this has to be a Chargers. And honestly, the Chargers have been playing better on the road than they've been playing at home, it seems like. Um, I, I think it's a bounce back week. I think it's a bounce back week for the Chargers. Um, and I think Justin Herbert's getting healthier each week, too. That helps. Um, is Mike Evans playing in this? Or not Mike Evans. Uh, Oh, why am I blanking on this damn wide receiver's name? He's one of the best wide receivers in the damn league. Are you blanking on it, too? For the Chargers? Yes. Um, He's been out the past two weeks. Maybe even three. Shit. Why can I think of this? I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss right now. Hold on. I'm going to get it real quick. But I think he's going to be back. Or he might be back. I need to look it up here. Play week one so I can figure it out that way. Uh, Keenan Allen? Yes, Keenan Allen. Yes. I think he may be back for this game. So I think that makes a huge difference too. For sure. Um. So, yeah, I'm going Chargers all the way. Okay, cool. Tennessee at Indy. God damn, I don't know what. Um. I say Indy gets the win on this one. They're actually going to be the real deal on this game. Tennessee sucks. All right. Well, <laughs> here we go, because we're going to have a difference on this one again. <laughs> Good. We're, we're going to have a lot of differences this week. I feel like, yeah, this week's going to be split. Yep. This is, I'm going Tennessee because I actually think Tennessee is a pretty decent team. I don't know what Indianapolis is. I really don't know what the Colts are. Um, I do think Tennessee, they do have a running game. Um, they haven't shown much of it this year yet, but I think it's coming. Um, Tannehill is currently better than Matt Ryan, in my opinion. Yes, hot take. Anyone mm-hmm. wants to bash me, Twitter, <laughs> at Froves, go for it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going with Tennessee in this game. I think Tennessee's got this one. Okay, Chicago at New York Giants. Uh, um, the way the Giants <laughs> looked before, I'm going to have to go Giants again. All these toilet bowl games. I know. It's just garbage. Oh, man. Um, I'm not going to have much to say on this. I'm just going to go Giants also. So, <laughs> All right. Jacksonville at Philly. Hoof. The Doug Peterson Bowl. Um, Philly looks too good. I got to stay with Philly. I don't think I, – I could see Jacksonville pulling up an upset, but I think Philly's going to roll through this one. Oh, this one's hard. I didn't think this one would be hard, but this one's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Philly, and for one reason and one reason only, because I think the Jacksonville quarterback is better. I think the Jacksonville defense is better. To be honest with you, however. <laughs> I think AJ Brown is better than every wide receiver on the Jacksonville team. So, with that tilting it, I, I got to go with Philly. I got to stick mm-hmm. with Philly on it. Um, it's it it is three weeks ago. You asked me this game. It still would have been just as difficult because I would have thought they both suck. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole different meaning now. Yeah, no, it's a different. It's the same problem, just different aspects of it. It's weird, but whatever. 
<laughs> it's a yeah. weird matchup, but yeah, I, I gotta go Philly with you. Okay, another toilet bowl: Jets and Steelers. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go Pittsburgh because they're at home. I gotta go Pittsburgh. They're at home. You're right. There's not somebody's got to somebody's got to go two and two. There's not much <laughs> that changes. Yeah, I don't even have anything to talk about on that game. No, it's not at all. Pittsburgh, whatever. All right, Arizona Cardinals at Panthers. Ooh. Both one and Ooh. both one and two. So, <sighs> ooh, this is a fun. God. <laughs> okay, this is Kyler Murray's redemption game. I'm going to go Arizona. He's got to. He's got to at least show up one of these games. You say it's Kyler Murray's redemption game. I'm gonna it's say gonna be Baker Mayfield's it's Baker Mayfield's redemption game. I'm going with Carolina. Well, one of us will be right then. Okay, <laughs> New England at the Packers. New England you guys are just a crapshoot right now. Packers win this game handily. Oh man, do you make me think about this a little too much? Um, here's why I'm thinking about this because, and this might be overthinking, and I'm. Probably still going to go Packer direction, but it's Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick's defense. And Bill Belichick has seen Aaron Rodgers so many times in his career at this point because Aaron Rodgers is old and so is Bill Belichick. So uh, it's, it's, I could see New New England winning this. But I've already got a couple differences with you, so I'm not going to necessarily take the chance. I think if we were closer on like having more like picks, I would take New England. But I'm going to stay safe and go with Green Bay. All right. This game. Okay, Denver at Raiders. Denver's 2-1, and one, Raiders 0-3. Oh I get rid of the records on this entire game. I think the Raiders win. I think the Raiders show won last week. I think they win this week. Um, I think they're they're just an inch off of put put it this way: in the Raiders' losses, they have looked much better than Denver in their one win. So. I, I I can't find a way to pick Denver at this point. They they're ugly, man. So far, it's just ugly. Like Russ Wilson, like he, man, Pete Carroll. I think meant more to him than we knew. So yeah, Raiders. Okay. Okay. There. So I didn't have this written down, but Chiefs at Bucks. Cut my paper off, so write that down. Chiefs at Bucks. I am going to say that the Chiefs win this one. This is going to be a just going to be upset alert. I don't know if it's technically an upset, but <laughs> however, here's <laughs> well, the Bucks should could have been three and zero with that last game with that two point conversion, whatever. So. Well, here's what and I'm going to say. Chiefs had had some battles, and their loss was a yeah. bad loss. So, my position on this one, 
there was a hurricane in Florida, quite <laughs> quite devastating. Took out a lot of stuff. Um, teams that have devastation in their area. Oh, it's the it's the it's the New Orleans thing. Well, also the Tom Brady thing. 9-11 happened. Tom yeah. Brady came out and won that next game. And Tom Brady is still the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm taking Tampa Bay in uh yes. in a do it win it for the, the yeah. community game. So the over under set on the hurricane coverage is gonna be set to like 65, and I'm gonna hammer the over. So yeah, that's that's true. They're gonna show a lot of pictures of the devastation and Tom Brady being the savior of the game. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you, but I'm still going to keep my pick at Chiefs. All right. And the Monday night game, Rams at 49ers. I have to go Rams on this. 49ers haven't shown me anything, and I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, maybe I'm going to continue to mess with things. <laughs> <laughs> 49ers, they're a very interesting team. and I don't really know what to make of them, but they have a damn good defense. And uh, honestly, their offense, it it shows up or it doesn't. Um, But same with Los Angeles this year, uh, the Rams. Um, If I was putting money on it, I might go Rams. But I think... On this one, I'm going to go Niners. I think they're going to be the surprise win. This could be my upset of the week. Nice. Okay, and now we go Vikings. The Vikings play in London at 8.30 in the morning against our hated New Orleans Saints. I have to go Vikings 100%. It's another must-win game. Go Vikings. Yeah, and this is not even a homer pick on my side. I just don't think New Orleans is that good. And I do believe, and you can go over this because uh, I haven't looked too far into it, but I do believe that Jameis Winston is not playing in this game, which you could argue if that's a good thing or bad thing. I don't know, but um, I, I, I'd have to think that with a backup quarter rate back in for New Orleans, um, Minnesota got a good win as far as a good comeback. Uh, I got to think that they, they're starting to figure things out. So I got to go with, uh, and mind you, mind you, I don't know if you paid attention the past like 10 years since we've been doing this England stuff, but the UK really likes the Vikings. They are extremely popular, so the crowd will be on the Vikings side on this one. Yes. So 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 there's also this too. Um, so Jameis Winston is doubtful. Jarvis Landry is questionable. Michael Thomas is out. Um, Taysom Hill does not have a game status. Alvin Kamara is questionable, and so yeah, there may be there may be some uh, some different quarterback things going on here. But here's one thing that's going to go the over on the Vikings way: Vikings are going purple on purple, and Saints are going white white color rush. So it's going to be a good uniform matchup, and I think the Vikings purple on purple is going to going to put them over. Never gonna pick a game based on the uniforms, but 
just saying like i'm superstitious but not that superstitious so yeah however i will say when i play madden i always wear purple on purple so yeah for sure all right or, there are our picks yep those are the picks for the nice. week so we did not do one thing that we have to do and i'm very curious about it and i hope you have these numbers somewhere on on tap we have not talked about our bets from last week and we gotta place new ones for this is so much work (laughs) i know (laughs) damn damn podcasts (laughs) i'm doing two of them right now it's getting to be too much last week yeah Okay, so let's look at what we had for week three. Your three were over Bills Dolphins, 52 and a half. No, did not hit. You had the over Rams Cardinals at 48 and a half, did not hit. You had the Chargers Jaguars over. At it, 42. That oh, that hit. Yep, that hit. So that hits. You got one. Something. Okay. I had Bills over. Didn't hit. That did not hit. I had Brown Steelers over 38. Browns. Uh, that hit. Nice. Okay. Okay. So I got that one. And the Commander's money line. Which did not hit. Did not hit. Okay, so we got both got one out of three there. And then our separate bets where your money line was Lions did not hit. Good. And you had the Bengals points at 44 and a half over. Did not hit. Did not hit. Nope. Okay, so you struck out besides one of them. Mine were the Moneyline Dolphins. Hit. Got that one. Okay, plus 188, nice. And then I had the points for the Packers-Buccaneers over 42. Nope. Didn't get that one. Okay, so we uh, – I got two of them, and you got one of them out of the out of the five. So that's that's great. Uh, yeah, uh, we got we got a couple more weeks before we go to Vegas, so. Yeah, exactly. We gotta we're pra- we're practicing right now, yeah. All right, okay. so, let's so let's bring up the lines. In. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. A three-teamer now. <laughs> Week four, so three-teamer. Are we going to use FanDuel again? Yep. Okay. I do find it ironic that you got the Dolphins' money line from last week. <laughs> yep. And you picked the Bills. Yeah, oh, no, no, I was completely, yeah. Well, you picked the Dol- You picked the Lions' money line. <laughs> Did I pick against Lions? Yeah. <laughs> all three of mine in the same game <laughs> oh wow <laughs> this, is, this is my trifecta this is my fan duel pick of the year <laughs> you you go for it I'm just looking for my third one right now okay so my first one is going to be the Patriots money line at plus 375 over Green Bay I'm going to have the New England to cover the spread of nine and a half and the New England Green Bay over 39 and a half. Okay. I like that lineup. I like that matchup. <laughs> you do. All right. So mine. Tennessee uh, with the spread. 
they're giving or they're getting hold on so keep, still keep searching around um Tennessee three, is three and, and three and a half. So yeah, I'm taking Tennessee with that spread. Um, then I'm taking with the totals. I really like the uh, the Bills Ravens at fifty one. I like the over. I do the ultimate faux pas, and I'm gonna say I also like. The over on the Vikings game at 41 and a half. All right, there we go. We got those in. Now we need our one money line and one points. Got it. So what do you got for money line? Uh, Money line, I am going to go Denver plus 120. Ooh. Over the Raiders. Pulling up money lines right now just to see a little bit here. Yeah. No, I got to go with Tennessee. Tennessee's money line is plus 156. I picked them with the spread. I'll take a money line. I think they're going to win. So 156. Okay. There you go. All right. Now let's get a points total. All right, my favorite one of those. You go when you're ready. Okay, Cowboys Commanders under forty one and a half. Ooh. I like that one. It's not where I'm going to go, though. <laughs> They're not going to score that many points. Oh, there's another one, too. Cleveland, the Falcons, 47. I think that's the one that's going to be really close to that number. <laughs> that one makes me nervous. <laughs> I, I, I'm i going to go with uh, Chargers-Texans, the uh, 44 and a half. I'm going to take the over. Over 44 and a half chargers. All right. Locked in. All right. That is our picks for the week. Another another week of picks in the book. <laughs> I'm just impressed. We've done such a good job being on every week and getting our picks in before these games happen. So there's yeah, no, no we're, uh, we're doing good so far. We might have to start recording on like Thursdays or something to not make it as close. Well, it, it's I don't know. It, scheduling is always difficult, but yeah, you need your beauty rest, I guess. Yeah, I get pretty early, so <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and on weekends, <laughs> dude, you're getting up to drink beer tomorrow, so well, I, yeah, that's true. But other days, I do have to go up for weekends. But no, it, I, just so our everyone knows that listens to us, we do get these picks in before the game. We do not pick any games that have already played. That is why we did not pick the Thursday night game. Yep. Because we already know what happened. Um, actually, 
before we get off the air, I have to touch on the Thursday night game real quick, though, because we have to talk about the Bengals jerseys. Oh, the the white the, the white Bengals. Yep, they're awesome. And the field, so great. Like that, could they have done this better? Mm-hmm. Like, change the end zones to white. Change the logo in the middle of the field to white. Helmets, yeah. every just white out. Like, oh my god, it was like, it was badass. Like, I I hate the fact that I love it so much because I wanted it to be saved for like a like a December playoff game when it's snowing. But you know, I'm just it what the what the perfect like time would be. But yeah, it was awesome. Oh, it, it's not like they only have to play use it once, so they can only use it three times, though. Yeah, but they got two more in the belt. Yep, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> use it sparingly. And who the hell came up with that rule? I don't know, man. Like, why is that a thing? It's, oh, you can yeah, only that... use this three times. Like, yep. What the hell's that about? You can only use your specialty jersey three times. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, thanks. Just fucking ridiculous. Well, is it the jersey or the helmet? It's both. Because, like, your color rush jersey, you can only use three, three times. times. Yep. What a joke, man. The NFL yeah. needs to get off of this shit. For sure. Calm it down, dude. The Ducks wear a different jersey every fucking week. So, <laughs> exactly. Whatever, NFL. But yes, those were sick. I wanted to point it out. I wanted to point out just what they did with the field, too. It was so badass. Like, just, and the crowd. Give the Cincinnati Bengals fans, uh, uh, I'll cheers. I'll actually cheers to the Cincinnati crowd because it was supposed to be a whiteout game, and that crowd had white shirts on, white jerseys on. It yep. was a whiteout in that. Place. Yeah, they did good. Yeah, for sure. So, Cheers to the Cincinnati Bengals and win and uh, nice perform like just good production. So great job for sure. Bravo Cincinnati. Oh, that's all I have, Rhodes. You got cool. Same else? here. No, that's all I've got. Uh, so yeah, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, keep listening. We're gonna keep talking about football each week. We'll add other stuff if you want. We'll take other stuff. Whatever you feel like, let us know on Twitter. Follow us at Norm Sucks Podcast on Twitter. Uh, follow me at J Rhodes Real. Follow co-host Froves at Froves. Um, make, make sure to check out your podcast. It's coming up, right, Froves? You got some new stuff coming up? Yep, yep. We're going to release an episode tomorrow. So uh, nice. at, at uh, Bets and Brew um, Club on Twitter. So check out the Twitter. Um, search us at Bets and Brews. Um, the Bets and Brews Club on YouTube because it is a YouTube production. Um, check us out, see see what we got. It's mainly around gambling. So if you're uh, someone who likes to gamble and you haven't seen my recent picks, I do have I do have a Las Vegas as my co-host in that one. And um, don't worry, anyways, this guy has no memory whatsoever at all. So he won't even remember what he picks when he picks for that show. So they're going to be completely, probably opposite of everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, don't even worry about that part. Well, that, so in those picks, I actually have to pick with spreads and stuff. So, yeah, completely different story. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, check it out. Um, yeah, and check us out, obviously. Um, Pakistan, what up? <laughs> um, yeah, everyone, we appreciate you listening. It's yeah, it's- and just a matter of four or five more episodes, you guys listen to us. We'll be here in Vegas, so it'd be awesome. 
Yeah, we will be live on tape in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, um, exactly. Make sure, actually, I want to make this point. Ask us questions on uh, at Norm Stocks, uh, um, at J Rhodes Reel, at Proves. Ask us questions. We will answer them. We will address whatever you want to talk about. Um, if you want to come on the show, let us know. Um, we are more than open to having anyone on the show. We are kind of a very last minute um, decision on when we're recording just because schedules are crazy. But uh, just let us know. We will schedule something. We'll figure it out. So Yeah, for sure. And we'll answer any questions that you guys have. So Yeah, definitely. All right. And, and even if you can't even make it in for a full a full episode, I mean, if you can come in for a 10-minute segment where we talk about whatever, your favorite food, we'll get you in for 10 minutes, get a recording done, and we'll pop it into the episode. Like, we don't have to do – we don't have to record full episodes at once. We do because it's convenient. But if we have somebody that can only pop in for a couple minutes, we can get you on, like, a Tuesday afternoon or something weird like that or whatever we can do with our schedules – get you in, record you for 10, 15 minutes, and then we can just pop you into the regular episode when we get everything else recorded out. So it's it's very, very flexible if we need to be. Yep. So just we we definitely want to be very interactive with you guys. So just just give us what you got. Um, I know uh, Coots and Peralt can back up that when they ask questions, we give answers. Um, they might not like our answers, but <laughs> they, they get out there. So Yeah, exactly. All right. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Later. I want to thank everyone for checking out our podcast. Look forward for more episodes. Also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Norm Sucks Podcast. Thank you. Have a good day. Norm sucks. Norm sucks. Norm